Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Orioles are still in first place. I think they've been in first place every time we've done a show this season. But I'm not sure how much longer it can last as they're now tied with the Blue Jays. Also, in a minute, I'm going to be nice to the intern because I promised Matt and Bert I'd be nice while he was gone. And we get to talk about some villains retiring. And my button's not working. Section 336.com Buckle up, birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Matt Joshua Bird, ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336. The number one sports broadcast, get your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. You know, I, I should have started the today on the show with the fact that we've got Glenn Clark joining us. Yeah, I was a little offended. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, thought figured, about leaving. Yeah, I, well, I figured with all that time waiting for you, <laughs> you, you could you could wait a little bit as well. So I am not a uh, regular in Arnold, Maryland. I have to be uh, honest with you. I don't wander down Ritchie Highway much. I like to keep not myself, many do. I like to keep myself to the, um, the Baltimore City, Baltimore County, Hartford County corridor that I've uh, been comfortable with for the better right. part of my you're, life. You're missing a lot of nice animal County. I know that to be true, but I have it's just what works for me, Josh. It's really all that matters is I'm a me guy, you know what but, I mean? But like, you're also a like go work in DC guy. Yeah, but I, you it's, go a straight, around, it's a you straight just, shot. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a straight shot down that where I way. So I uh I was like, all right, I did the math. It's going to take me from uh from Hamden. It's going to take me somewhere around 45 to 50 minutes to get here. I'm like, all right, no problem. So I go to leave, and then I know that you've probably, I, you know, everybody that's worked in an office has this moment where you assume that everyone is gone for the day because you've stayed that late. Like, you're, you're right. just like, nobody's here. Yeah. And then you look out, and you're like, oh, boy, the lights are still on in the rest of the office. Somebody's here. And it happened to be my boss. And um, there's just not a lot you can do. Like, when the boss stops you to chat, you're like, ah, I got it. Uh, uh. All right, yep. what's up, man? What's up? Yeah. This is the way it goes. Yeah, my, so. my, my boss, has, I work out of my truck a lot, and my boss has this knack of he calls me every day as soon as I pull in my driveway. Right, right, of course. And then I got to sit there and talk, dude, and I'm dude. like, I don't know if he has a, a tracking on my on my truck to notify him when it's I get It's the most home. likely scenario. So, I'd look um, into that. Oh, I, there's a GPS tracker in it. I just don't know if that's what's <laughs> cueing him to call me, but it's every time when I get home. Dude, how nice is this place, by the way? Yeah, thank you. Holy smokes. This is incredible. We're, we are uh, we're trying to uh, trying to look look professional. I've worked for multi-billion-dollar companies that don't have studios this nice. Like multiple multi-billion-dollar companies that don't have studios this nice. Yeah, you, you've done, you've worked in some in-house studios. I have worked there. Yes, right. I have worked in a little bit of everything in my career. 
Um, I've worked for in studios that were um, that barely qualify as studios as much as they qualify as garbage disposals. But this is this is great, man. This is great. Well done, Thank you. sir. Well Thank done. You. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Olympics because I don't care about the Olympics. Really? Except my a, a little. I've, I've tuned in a little bit. But today, my Facebook feed is filled with you because of the Olympics. Oh, yeah. So I got to I gotta <laughs> ask you about, about this. But I do did say I'd be nice to the intern because okay. he showed up today. And I told Matt and Bert that one of these shows, while they're gone in Africa and Florida over these two months, I'd allow the intern to come out of there and come sit at the big table. Okay. So, I, I, intern, you can come on in here and join us. And I even have your computer set up. If you press the I button, it'll pop up with the three-camera shot. So you can come and join us. Wow. Look at you. Look at you. Who, who is this guy? The, Man, I knew you. He's horrible. Oh. He's, he's, he screws everything up. Okay. Like, what's. Do, what, I mean, do I need to know anything? Do I need no. to know his name? Or Intern. Kind of, okay. All right. Very good. All right. All yeah. So. I don't know how I. Just looking at him, I don't get a good feeling. Well, oh, he, it's we'll a see. weird vibe. Hey, big, big, weird. big Democrat. But, but he says this is media, so he can't talk about it. You know, it's a weird thing because I'm so, like non-politically like it, it, my oh. mind just doesn't work that way right, right. like right. i just don't i largely don't care about any of it i don't know when i'm supposed to be angry <laughs> about something like when everybody else so is the is the trump thing today did he really say that we should kill hillary is that a, a thing that actually happened i don't know i didn't see that yet so there's something going on where, like know. he said second amendment people should take it upon themselves or something like that and i don't know if i'm supposed to be like, or like but but, it, but isn't there also a a, a Aren't we supposed to also acknowledge that, like, maybe he's just a normal guy and joking like the rest of us? Yeah, I'm sure. So. Or, and somebody else would tell me, and she's responsible for people actually getting killed, right? Like, right. That's oh, the, right, right, right. Like, you're not allowed to have, like, a thought without somebody telling yeah, you that you're yeah. wrong. Whoever that Iran guy is, if she killed or right. something. She, yeah, correct. Right. Murdered him with her bare hands, yeah. obviously. I think everybody knew that. And cold blood in front of his family on Christmas. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I just don't think that you're, you're allowed to say anything about anybody because somebody else is just going to tell you that you're wrong. So I pretty much right. just... Shut up myself about all of that, it, and which is what I'm trying to do right now. That's smart, man. That's smart. That's probably the smartest thing you've done in your life. <laughs> all right. So, Glenn, you gotta you gotta explain this to me. I know. Well, I, I've watched the Olympics enough to see the swimmers all come out and see them all with the leeches <laughs> on their back, yeah. looking like. Where your question? Well, is that the real water we've been hearing about for so much? Yeah. But then I saw on Facebook it's something called cupping. Cupping. And you cupping. got you apparently went real deep into it. I did. I uh, I got real real. Um. So cupping. I I still don't really know exactly what it's all about. But okay, here's the deal. So you see all the the swimmers with the the, the circle marks on their back. They look like big alien hickeys, right? <coughs> and right. You know, I'm I went through the same thing that everybody else did, and I immediately go to the internet. Hey, what's up with all the the hickeys on the backs of the swimmers? And I see it's this thing called cupping, right? And, like, most people have just sort of said, oh, right, it's cupping. You know? like Right, just accept it. That's the end of it. But then I said, no, seriously, what the F is cupping? Like, what what does that even mean? And they're like, oh, it's an ancient healing practice. I'm like, I, I still don't understand. Right, and if it's so ancient, why have we never seen it until right, now? Right, wouldn't we just notice alien hickeys on people throughout right. the course of eternity? Uh, and I haven't done that. So I decided to call around. And luckily... Um, Jared Felice is great. He's over at Under Armour in the big uh, campus at yep. FX Studios. I called and he said, "Dude, I, you know, I'll, I'll ch- 
put some cupping on your back today. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right. So I went over yesterday. Now, is this a, is this a thing that only swimmers do? No, apparently, like he said, there's a lot of of athletes of all types, and you know they get all types of athletes right. there in Under sure. Armour. And he said a lot of them do it, but I clearly I could tell the moment I got there, there was a bit of an eye roll to the whole thing. He's like, look, dude, this is a fad. This is Michael Phelps did it, so now like, a bunch of people are calling me about it, and they want cupping, and you shouldn't just be showing up somewhere and asking for cupping. It's not going to do that much for you. He's like, if you want to get cupping done, that's fine, but let me tell you about five other things in the process so of healing that you can do. What What's the cupping supposed to do? So the idea is it uh, essentially like – it's supposed to release tension, right? It's supposed to help with soft tissue. I don't really know what soft tissue is. I just know that every football player has a soft tissue injury right, right. now. That's the only injury that anyone has. They're like, hey, that guy mispracticed. What was his injury? They're like, oh, it's a soft tissue injury. I'm like, well, like where? Yeah. You know, like which soft tissue? No, 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 it's just a soft tissue injury. That's just what they say. I think Ronnie Stanley right now, mm-hmm. the uh, first-round pick for the Ravens, is, is out with a soft tissue injury. So it's supposed to help, like, separate the layers of tissue that are in your body, like, because... They just suction cup. They like literally right. suction your skin up huh. in this cup, right? And it's creepy. <laughs> like it's creepy as d- hell. D- does it hurt? Not really. It doesn't really All hurt. Right. Like I, I didn't. Now he said you can do a lot of them depending on your threshold of pain. I'm like, well, you could have done one so, everywhere on me. So know it's know like I mean? some weird ac- uh, acupuncture. Yeah, kind of like that. And so they just suck it up, and it's supposed to like separate the layers of tissue. And then increase blood flow, and that somehow increases performance. I got to be honest with you, and this is no knock on Jared, who I could tell sort of was rolling his eyes at the whole thing the entire time. It didn't do a thing for me. It did nothing. I felt no different. All I had was these big creepy marks on my right. back that look like um, the, the cutouts and signs, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Like that's all it really is. Now he also did this thing on me because he's like, "Look, let me let me show you some other things that we encourage for people that do the cupping." Um, he's like, try dry needling. I'm like, mm. no, that, like, that, that sounds worse. Yeah. I ain't sharing a needle. I know that much. You know what I mean? Like I better get my own. He said, this one actually works. I'm like, all right. So he sticks this needle like right at my shoulder blade in my back. And I'm like, <gasps> and it stings. Like it really stings. Dude. As soon as he pulls it out, I'm like, there's no tension in my shoulder. Like that worked brilliantly. Like I'm blown away by the release of tension in my shoulder from the need, the dry needling. So, my my uh, I don't know two and a half stars for the cupping you know what I mean would not cup again, but the dry needling I give so that a solid four four and a half stars and and would my Yelp review would dry needle again yes right. that was really quality so yes the dry needle but the cupping does not let you then bend like that mermaid flip that Phelps yeah I assume that, that, that would, wiggle thing right and I and I did what I what I did notice because I was I obviously had no shirt on is that a lot of people were pointing out how similar I looked to Michael Phelps. I did right. get a lot of that uh, with my in when I was there at Under Armour. They were like, "Oh my God, is that Michael Phelps? I thought he was in Rio." And I was like, "No, I'm, it's, it's just me, guys. Sorry." <laughs> did anyone ask for your autograph? Oh yeah, so, but I get that a lot anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a pretty regular occurrence for me on a day to day basis. So I did find out what soft tissue is. It's apparently anything that connects, supports, or surrounds other structures and organs of the body. Not being hard to. It could be anything. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that doesn't like, narrow that, it. That no, sounds it's like pretty tissue. much anything yeah. that's not like bone. Okay, but or like, like it, organs. So where is Ronnie Stanley hurt right now? Like, what part of his body right, like, is hurt? Like, exactly. I think it's, everything. It's, do we need? Well, to okay, be, I mean, yeah. Do we need to be freaking do, out? Is right. the guy not going to play like Rashad Perriman a year ago? Right. Like in in two months when they say Manny Machado soft tissue, do, do we need do, to no, panic? You, you you you. What is wrong with you? you hey, 
terrible human he, being. He's got his, he's about to use some got, words. He's got his like bio knees. There's no tissue there anymore. That's, that's all metal. That's probably true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. How dare you suggest such a thing? May you... May you, uh, we wait for two years when he goes to New York, and then we'll wish that upon him. Right, right, right. When he and Bryce Harper and <laughs> right, the super uh, team. Fernandez, when they all go up there. Super team in New York, no but, doubt. But, hey, we're, the Orioles are at least still in first place right now. They're tied, no, tied with the Blue Jays. What's going on with Boston? Uh, oh, no, no, Boston's not in no, first place yet. It's, it's uh, the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. And that game, I haven't checked what's going on with that yet. Not sure if it even started. But, uh, I mean, they'll probably win, and then we'll. Well, the Blue Jays are the team to beat, right, right in the division. Yeah, but are ba- Boston's falling back. I mean, even Tex- we we played Texas well. We played Cleveland yeah. well. It's even when it comes to postseason, it's going to be the Blue Jays that they, we're they just with. appear to be the most balanced team of all of them. They've got a bunch of pitching. They're going with the six man rotation, which is goofy. Um, they can play a little bit of defense. I know Pilar's hurt right now, right? Like he's out for a couple weeks, but I mean, look, he's, right. he's something special to watch. Um, they can score runs, obviously a ton by home run, but. They don't make. They're not quite as reliant as the Orioles are. Like it's not all or nothing with the home run the way the Orioles well, it, are. It, except that it, well, the big thing is the pitching, and they've right, had yeah, the, they've, they've, had, they've had it all season. Right. They well more. They don't have Jay Happ's been really good. Obviously, Jay Happ's been unbelievable, right. and Sanchez has been incredible. So they've had two really solid count on them every time they pitch type of pitchers that the Orioles. Have right. maybe had one. We, we've got one that exactly. Right. It's, it's maybe we can count on Tillman. Well, I mean, uh, and you hope that Bundy's. Yeah. If I thing. if I get, if you get me through the second inning, yeah, Tillman's good. <laughs> Great. We're, we're, this is another good game for Tillman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's been the difference in the two. Look, the back end of their bullpen <laughs> isn't as good as the Orioles' back end of the bullpen, obviously. But I think in general, they're the more balanced. They're the more all around team, and they're not quite as drastically like the, the Orioles' road to home thing is just going to be the type of thing that's going to baffle me. It's one thing that you're better at home than you are on the road. Like right. You should be better at right. home than you are on the road. And you build your team to be better at home than you are on the road. You build a team for your ballpark. But this is almost absurd. Like It makes no sense how infuriatingly bad they're capable of being, how hor- horrifyingly lost they seem to be offensively. And, 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 and that's what it is. It's, is in a season where we started in the spring – understanding why people were picking the Orioles for last, basing it all on the pitching, mm-hmm. the pitching hasn't killed them in well, too many games. Well, second half of the season, the pitching has been fine. No, right. Yesterday was a 3-2 loss. Right. I mean, it's Gosman. You know when Gosman pitches, He's, they don't. no one scores. It's so weird. And, and it's, it's the worst luck that he – and I don't understand, like, for, for Gosman, how frustrating must that be if every time you go out there and – no one's helping you out. Yeah, we talked to we've talked to pitchers about that. It's got to be. Um, it, it has to at least affect you a little. There's mentally. no way you can't. You can say everything you want about hey, they're robots. You know, they're they're well trained animals. They just go out there and do their job. But yeah, I mean, it it gets to a point where the numbers are this staggering, and it feels like a fade out complete. You know what I mean? Like you get on the mound and you're just like, these guys just aren't going to score for me. Uh, particularly on the road, obviously, where they struggle so much anyway offensively. And right, and they're in Oakland, a horrible team. That had a little bit of chips that they traded. Yeah, right. The only pieces they I mean, had. Although I take Chris Davis, the other Chris Davis. Yeah, I take him, man. I take him on my team <laughs> uh, any day. He's he's a nice player. Uh, Oakland's it's and then you have everything else that goes with it, right? It's such a bizarre ballpark. Like it, I, you know, I'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound like one of those ridiculous hot takes, right? But how does baseball allow that? Like for, of all the silly things in baseball, for the Coliseum to still exist, right? How do you allow for 
It, baseball it, base- looks like one thing in in thirty in 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 twenty nine of thirty stadiums. Baseball is played a certain way, but then you go to this one place where it almost becomes a different game because of all the foul territory. But but see that's 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 the beauty of baseball is that every stadium's I, different. I hear you. You, you. you could make the same argument about Boston saying that baseball's played right, everywhere and now I've got this big wall I got to right. play and, off and, of. Look, some of those things are goofy. But this Now if you want to tell me Houston and the Hill, I'll well, I mean, I'll, I'll go with you the on there, but stupid. The but, Hill's one of the dumbest things in the history I mean, of the game. The foul territory <clears throat> the foul territory it's because the stadium is way too well, I, old. Right, I get it. It's one of those old, yeah. you know, uh, multi-purpose stadiums. Right. I I don't remember but Memorial Stadium had a bunch of foul territory as well, well I'm sure. And I'm sure the Vet and, and Three Rivers and all right. these other stadiums that were like that. But the idea is now, it's one thing when it was like that in 12 places. True. You know what I mean? And, and There's one stadium. And it, it literally, I, whenever people were bringing up the name Rich Hill, now as it turns out, it's a goofy thing. Rich Hill actually far better away from Oakland than he was in Oakland right. this season. Go figure that. But like when people bring up the name Rich Hill, the first thing I would say back was, dude, I have no idea if any Oakland pitcher is any good. Because you can get so many more outs with the foul territory on balls that sure. wouldn't, you know, what I mean, like it, that would be in the stands, and and it limits the number of pitches you have to throw, right. As well, so it, sense. the way that you view a pitcher from Oakland is completely different because you just have no idea if they're actually any good or if they just happen to be getting pop fouls that are going for outs, and that's drastically improving their numbers. It's it's a different game in Oakland, and I get it. It sounds like I'm whining because the Orioles lost a game there last night, and as it turns out, they actually <laughs> took advantage. Of the goofy foul territory because Manny Machado got a, the, the cheapest RBI he'll right. ever get in the history of his life. Um, but it's a it's just such a weird, awful place. And, and, I, and you're right. In this day and age, we see them come in for like a night and trans, completely make a stadium look different for like one night at a concert. Right. So you could totally bring some more seating in correct. to bring the fans closer to the game. And just... And limit it. Like, if you want to say right. there's still going to be a little bit more foul territory here than there's going to be in other places, sure, got it, great, no problem. But this is, it's comical. It's it's literally, we picked up the game and moved it to a cricket ground. You know what I mean? Like, where you can go hit the ball backwards right. if you so choose. It's, you're playing it in a different place. And I know that's that's stupid and it's it's a dumb or, thing to, yeah. to moan about. But Right, it's not why they're losing, but it's... No, it's, it's, it's just... It's, Every right. time they play there, I just sort of like shake my head. Like they, they're still doing this. It's, it's a comedy that they're still doing this out there. Well, and wouldn't it be, it would be one thing if at least other there was some good aspect of the stadium. Oh, but right. But the, the clubhouse <laughs> yeah, sucks. Right. They always flood. Right. It always yeah. floods. There's it always, always sewage like problems. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like it's Rio. They're playing in Rio. Right. And right across the bay is one of the nicest stadiums yeah, in baseball. It's so true. It's so true. And you imagine, I think a bunch of people from Baltimore went out there this week. Right, because like, it's, it's the back-to-back series. Right. They went out for both Oakland and San Francisco. So imagine if it was the other way around. Like, imagine if you go to San Francisco first, and you're like, oh, this is amazing, right? Then you show up in Oakland, and you're just like, oh. Well, I'm sure that's what it was uh, years ago when you would go to RFK to see the, the Nats. That's true, And right? coming up to Camden Yards. Yeah, and you get that. Now, and I don't, I'm not a big Nats Park guy. I know you and I were at, at the oh, same I, game one game last year. I, I have many things I hate about Nats Park. I, it just doesn't it, – It just it's so unbaseball-like to I me. I don't like the openness. Yeah, the openness, I don't know that I necessarily disagree. The openness is goofy, but it's it's the, the, the separation. If you don't sit on the lower level – it's yes. like you're not there. Yeah, I, I've told Josh I love those guys' seats at Camden Yards. I actually love right. sitting section three thirty six, three thirty four. Right, right, yeah. right. You the, guys sit in three thirty four, right. right? 
So I love sitting there. There's some of my favorite seats in the stadium because you can see everything. Right. But yet you don't feel like you're watching from a different area code. No, you can tell immediately how the ball is coming off the bat and yeah. where it's going. And you don't you don't have those stupid fans that are cheering for every fly ball to be a home run. Right. But um, you go to D.C. and you sit in those seats and you, you, you can't tell. You're way up there. You're like watching from a spaceship. No. It's, it's nowhere close. Actually, I've sat in the press box there. Right, because re- that's above the upper deck. I refuse. I refuse to go sit right. in the press box there ever again. I will say this. I do like the uh, the bar outside at, in uh, left field. Because then they converted our uh, the the the, the the like red zone yeah thing the or outdoor something. area like the you mean outside club? the stadium the, yeah the, their, their version of the center field bar yeah oh okay. is that what you're talking we took, about we took that and made it into the center the red field porch bar. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean yeah. I think that's a cool I think that's yeah. that's it's been like baseball's come around on that idea the one thing that's that's great about baseball is like you know there's 162 games so inevitably at some point during the year people are just not going to be as invested on every pitch as you want them to. So you have to provide them something else to right. to entertain them during the course of a game. And actually, even even football, who's only got eight games, like even a lot of those stadiums are coming around to the idea. You see what's going on in Miami and in Jacksonville and well, places and like that. Football is a different thing where football, fantasy football has grown so it's much so important, that, right. that now they need to incorporate that into no a doubt. live game because no football is built to watch on TV. But but what baseball's really done is they've gotten the idea that we need to make this more of a social activity. Right. We need to make this more of a place to hang out after and, and work. That, and that's the difference. Where football is built for TV, baseball is still built to come watch in person. So it's a weird thing though, Josh, right? Cuz I like I so I don't know how much you guys have talked about it, but I have been annoyed beyond belief by the people that go out of their way to complain about attendance at Camden Yards this season. It doesn't matter. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. It's it's so if if you understand the way the economics work in baseball, the like singular thing that matters in economics is TV. local TV. Yeah, and and it's a weird thing because right in the NFL there is no local TV. Like what matters right. is national TV. Like you need these big national contracts to be absurd. Baseball, it's a very specific thing. The only thing that matters is local TV. You need your your RSN, your regional sports network, to be ridiculously profitable. Now, I think Masson's got some issues in yeah. that department. And right? I, I, there's, I would definitely prefer a national type rather than all these regionals. Right. But right. I think then we'd get better deals with streaming. The fact that we can't stream yeah, the that's Orioles a really games good point. is ridiculous. And I agree. It's because Major League Baseball can't get it straightened out. But I think they're coming around there. They, they're being forced around it. But yeah. it's much harder for baseball where the NFL can just say we're doing it. Right. It's the way baseball, it is. Baseball, yeah. they make a deal with Masson, the Yes Network. The it's a good point. It's a good point. And, so, and, and slowly, you know, in, in part because there's so many CSNs, there's right. so many Fox Sports that, that have rights like they're all doing, they're bundling them together yes. and saying we're going to make sure that we can stream our games. And right. where a mass and a yes is a little bit slower to come around on that and say, well, we individually own our rights. We're not in such a rush exactly. to go about doing that because we want to protect it. And it's stupid. And I, I agree that needs to change. But the attendance thing is so irrelevant. But yet you'd still like to improve it, well, right? Yeah. Like, because we do. We just watched a series up in Toronto recently. Yeah, and th- it was a mob scene, wasn't it? That stadium has been empty for years, yeah. and they're selling out games now. And, and how tough was it to listen to Orioles players talk about how intense it was right. there? Like that was one of the more like you did that bugged you. And and Toronto's got a few inherent advantages. They have an entire country to draw upon. Right, exactly. They're the only team. And, Plus, and right now they're the only sport up there. Right. Yeah. There's the, no hockey to compete no against hockey. at the moment. Yeah. There's, there's no CFL right now. Yeah. There's no NFL coming up in a month or anything like that. Right. Nobody's worried about training camp right, right. now. Right. I'm pretty sure. I think the CFL starts later, from what I remember. 
been, I it's think that was a, pretty. I actually think they it it's the same became time? like a pretty summer right. thing. It's probably still going on right maybe, now. Maybe they're. But but what you're referring to, they, their secondary market is Buffalo, which is a great secondary market, yeah. right? But they also have literally all of Canada to draw from. If right. you're a baseball fan that lives in, you're not rooting for the Nets, right? You're inherently probably going to root now. Maybe in Western Canada, you might be more inclined to root for the Mariners, right? Because right. it's a little sure. bit, maybe. But I like I talked to Adam Lowen, uh, who grew up in. Um, in British Columbia, right? And he was like, dude, I, you know, I rooted when he signed with the Blue Jays, it was a big deal to him cuz he's like that's who I rooted for. Yeah. They the Canadian flag hangs up at their games. Oh, well, if you want to know a little bit about the how much money the Toronto Blue Jays are making with their streamings, uh my day job, I'm in like the tech field and yeah. work on TVs and stuff. And I noticed when I was watching the Blue Jays, they run ads now that they run every Blue Jay game in 4K. Really? Which is some expensive cameras wow. and, some ex- and re- even more expensive streaming for Rogers Network. But Rogers, I thought you couldn't watch anything in 4K yet. <laughs> like yeah. I thought you could only watch the, 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 the video. The, in the U.S., there is there is no cable company, DirecTV, no yeah. one streaming 4K yet. In Canada, the Blue Jays. Wow! Mm. Wow, man. Yeah. So they, you know, they have an inherent advantage, and that's why it's unfair to compare Toronto to Baltimore. But it's but, it's still tough to and listen. What it, what it is is we see that crowd and it reminds us of yeah. the, of the the few right. times we've got to experience that over the past and few trust years. Trust me, if the Orioles are playing relevant games in September, it's gonna be back. It's gonna be like that. You know, we all know that the Camden Yards is the loudest place on the planet. Right. If you're talking about a playoff game, if the Orioles host playoff games this year, it's going to be bonkers. Yeah. It's going to be ape s. Right, you know and what then I mean? we get those comments from the other players about comment and how right. how uh, ridiculous right. the we, atmosphere uh, is. I don't remember one of the pitch. Uh, was it Verlander who commented uh, last been. time that when he had the pitch right. that yeah. it was just ridiculous and yeah. one of the loudest his pitch. It's just it's a 162 game season in a single market that happens to be, as we all know, not one of the biggest markets right. in the country. Right. The attendance isn't going to be and no if, matter how good and, the team is. And if you want an excuse. We lost half our businesses to Washington. Right. And right. all of those business contracts but, and stuff. But the fact remains, the TV ratings are are tremendous. The yep. third best in all of baseball, as we found out from a Sports Business Journal at the All-Star break. Everyone is engaged with the team right, right. now. The city is very much interested in the Orioles. Dude, you know, I'm people think of me as a football guy. I've barely talked about football on my show. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, barely. I, My columns in at Pressbox have been about the Orioles or baseball related. Like I wrote about Teixeira this week. I wrote about Ichiro this week. Well, yeah, you know? four four years ago at this time, we would be we'd be all in on on football season. Right. That's and, what that's what would be driving be, us every. We'd day. be excited. I mean, the first preseason games. What Thursday? Yep. Yep. I haven't I haven't spoken a speck about no. who's going to play. What are we interested in seeing? I haven't done any of those topics right. at all on my show, which used to be my entire summer. My entire summer yeah. used to be talking about the new guys. Correct, and now I haven't talked about it at all. Right. The city isn't, and I don't do it, that because it's me. No, I do it because I. It's what I can every, tell everyone's the city's bought in. in. Yes, uh, you, you know. All right, so four years ago, I just read this before. Four years ago was Manny's first game. Oh, that's right. He got caught up. That's right. Did, did you see the starting lineup for his first game? No. No. Nick Markakis. Okay. JJ Hardy. Yeah. Adam Jones, Matt Weeders. That's I mean, sense. that sounds like an Orioles lineup yeah, for the most yeah, part, and right? It reminds you of when Hardy used to be yeah. a really good hitter. Yeah, that's true. Lou Ford. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. Now, intern, do you even know who Lou Ford is? I remember how bad he was. All right. I mean, that's something. I All mean, right. like he was a. I Dan mean, he du- wasn't that bad. He, he was could... the perfect Dan Duquette reclamation yeah, project. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. And he wasn't that good in 2012, but right. he had enough. 
hits. You know what I mean? It the, wasn't a cruise trombo. These have been right. These have been Duquette's. This was r- this was the dumpster dive. Right, right. That works for Duquette to get this right twice. Twice now is crazy. <laughs> Blue Ford. Wow. We then go to Mark Reynolds. See, we, I was we, a big we, Mark. I liked Mark Reynolds too. I, I, did, I did not Mark like Reynolds to see him guy, go. Uh, Followed by Chris Davis, Robert Andino. So they, did they still have Reynolds at third at that point, or was Davis DHing? Uh, Davis was DHing in this right, game. Right, because Manny came up and immediately Manny, started yeah, playing Manny third. Manny went right. to third, yeah. Right. And Manny Machado ninth at third. <laughs> he batted ninth. So he batted ninth. Manny Machado batted ninth. What Chet, a world! And, and Wee and Chen was the pitcher. I, I, was thinking, I love he, Wee and he, Chen. He's too, struggling man. down in Miami this year. I know, but I still I love the guy. He was. Did you, yep. did you miss the day when when the Orioles pitching was so bad at the beginning of the season? Like what you didn't he, give he was the guy. for Wei and Chen and Miguel Gonzalez right. to be around? Like the, the guys that you could at least count on to give you some innings. Right. Wei and Chen ca- came around on the innings. <laughs> I remember at the beginning of his career, he was not an innings guy, right. but he came around on the innings. Even and they, in, the, in the Jake Arrieta, Brian Mattis years. Yeah, he could not go beyond five. Right. <laughs> like you would get to the sixth inning with Wei and Chen, and you'd say, "What are you even doing? Like you start." Mean, Buck, why you even put him back out there? Just go ahead. I mean, that that was as, as late as last year. He was still a five-inning pitcher. Yeah, there were moments. But I don't know what it was. I felt like he came around a little bit on that. And he just gave you a chance, which you really appreciated. You really, really appreciated having guys give you a chance to win right. when the alternative was Ubaldo Jimenez. But it, it is. It's amazing how much uh, the city has changed and came back Orioles pretty fast. Well, and, and baseball with it. I think that's important, yeah. man. Um. Because I've always, I, even during those losing times, I've tried to, I tried to tell people that's that's when you would have the stupid arguments on the radio. Is this a football town or a baseball town? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and this town's always been a baseball town. Inherently, in part because the one we didn't have football for a right. long time. Um, <laughs> two, because we've had baseball for forever. You know what I mean? Like it's in it's it's in our blood. And also, and I always remind people of this. There's 162 baseball games. Right. Let's say even when they're bad. Even when the Orioles were bad, if you checked out, you still watched how many baseball games? Right. Well, turn on the TV. What's my option? I can watch the Orioles or a rerun, a reruns, or some terrible yeah. building home. I can watch one of the twenty renovation shows right. or the Orioles, where at least there's I know the characters. You're inevitably going to watch baseball yeah. way more than you realize you are now that they're when they're good. I mean, we're talking about uh, you know maybe. Um, 300 to 500 hours worth of baseball right. that you're going to watch just of the Orioles. Well, I can say this as someone who grew up like during the dark times. Yeah. Like it actually feels like they want to win and actually care about the Well, yeah, that, I mean that's important. That, but I'm just talking about baseball no, that, in general. They, I They always wanted to win. You just were you, know, a Red, you were just a Red Sox fan during the dark times. Oh, is that what it was? Is that you're a bad guy? Uh, I came um, back around. All right, well, I appreciate that. That means something. So the, the, the true Oriole fans, even during those bad times, every year thought this is the year the Calvary actually starts pitching. Yeah, I don't I know if I always I didn't have that. I kind of I kind of gave up on that a yeah. couple of times. I'll tell you this: I grew up. I was base. You know, like I was obsessed with Jeffrey Hammonds. I was obsessed with the Orioles when I was a kid. Right, like I. I went as Brady Anderson for Halloween one year. I was obsessed sure. with the Orioles. I drank milk because Cal Ripken told me to drink milk, right? Like, that was the way it was. And what I felt during <laughs> during the lean years was that it, it, didn't, it didn't hurt me as much like because of the Orioles, but it really kind of made me fall out of love of baseball because I didn't feel like my team had a chance. And all of the stuff that we went through where, like, baseball's unfair and all those things, like, made it made me feel negatively about baseball. Now, it also came at a time where... There were a lot of bad guys in the game of baseball, right? There was a lot of things that you didn't like about baseball at the same time. You didn't like Barry Bonds. You didn't like Alex Rodriguez. You didn't like 
what what was being propped up in front of you, there was a lot to not like. So I fell out of love of baseball. I did. I just I just it's the way it worked. You know what I mean? My team stunk. The the game was being run by bad guys. You know, like I I couldn't deal with it. Um, I fell back in love with baseball oddly enough when I went went to Arizona and I worked two years out there and it just happened to be that the Diamondbacks made the NLCS that year. Right, they had Randy Johnson. They had Randy right? Johnson. They had Brandon Webb. They had Randy. They did get Randy Johnson back. Um, it was Justin Upton's rookie year. He was like 19 years old. He's running around in right field and doing things that he shouldn't be doing in the playoffs. Mark Reynolds was on that team. It was part of the reason why I love Mark Reynolds so much. Um, I fell back in love with just baseball. Going to the games every night, being a part of it, seeing the way that a city is lifted up by a baseball team. There's nothing quite like being in a city, um, you know, when when you're talking about 40,000 people going to a baseball game, taking off work in the afternoon, the city shutting down on a, on a work day for a baseball game. There's just nothing that you can quite compare that to. Like, even in, in basketball and hockey, they don't do that. They don't play playoff games in the afternoons. Um, baseball is the only sport that can give you that. Right. And you really see how much a city is invested in the team when you experience that, right? Like, think about game two of the Detroit series, the Delman Young game. That was an afternoon game on a weekday. The city of Baltimore shut down. There was nobody working that day in the city of Baltimore. Right. It was the, the city was an absolute standstill because of what was going on. Um, that feeling is just... It's 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 incomparable in sports. There is nothing that compares to that, and that taught me to love baseball again. And obviously, as the Orioles have have come around, it makes and, it easier. And the and the game yeah. is now you see more of young stars that you don't think are evil. You know what I mean? I think that's helped as well. Like I can enjoy watching. I really enjoy watching Jose Altuve play baseball, right? Like, it's just a lot of fun. I really enjoy watching Mike Trout play baseball. I really enjoy, you know, I even enjoy Bryce Harper. I think a lot of people think of him as a heel, but I enjoy watching no, Bryce I, Harper play. See, I see, I, I'm the opposite. I look at him as a heel. Okay, and, and that's fine. I get it. Like, I think he kind of wants to be a heel, right? right? That's, like, that, that's more of, I look at a guy who's got so much talent, yet he seems so uh, self focused that like yeah, he's, he's, he almost plays the game in a stupid way especially when he was young when he was well, just, he's reckless he'd right. run into the wall right. face first right uh argue because he didn't want to be benched for a day that when he needs a day off yeah i hear you um, i get it you know. i do get it i just but 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 I there kinda, is i kind of like his personality i, I kind of like there's the, the there's the cockiness to take an off day and go swing the softball bat at, <laughs> at, at the mall that you're like, all right, that's kind of cool. And yeah, yeah. It's a pro wrestling thing. I right, think because I'm is. into pro wrestling, I'm, in, I'm into Bryce Harper. And the only guy that like I really got joy from outside of Baltimore in that in those years, oddly enough, was Ichiro, right, who I just wrote about. Like He was right. the only baseball player that really gave me joy to watch play the game. It, I probably would have felt the same way about Jeter if he wasn't a Yankee. You know what I mean? Right, Jeter was the guy... We all, I, I, I'm not going to boo Jeter. No, I got too much respect for Jeter, but I can't say I'm a fan. Of no, Jeter. He, you didn't yeah. enjoy watching him play right. because he played for the Yankees. But, but you had to admit that he was one of the right. best. But guys. if Derek Jeter played for the Astros, he might have been your favorite baseball player. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like, but and that's what it was for me with Ichiro. Is like Ichiro was my favorite baseball player because it was irrelevant. The Orioles, the Mariners, you know, right? Who cares, right? Like I can enjoy watching this dude play. And every time he showed up at Camden Yards, he was 
He's a freaking monster, man. He yeah, just, he yeah. killed us. He yeah, killed I, I used us. to like I used to like Hamilton when he was having those really good years. Yeah, plus he was such just, a, a likable. You know, yeah, like you wanted he's to just root a good for guy. Him. He had the good recovery story yeah. and all. And yeah, but yeah, he'd come into Camden Yards oh, and he hit just four home tear runs. Tear us apart, yeah. no doubt, man. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. All right. Well, here's here's a nice pause. I don't know if I'm supposed to be the one no. that carries this. No, I'm going to carry it. No. I'm going to carry it. It's uh, it's been a, it's been what? What's it been like? Six weeks now carrying it without Matt and Bert. Yeah, they've been gone. They'll be back next week. Uh, Bert will be back from Disney, and Matt will be back from Africa. Uh, one's been actually serving and helping others. One's been, I think, in, enjoying enjoying Epcot. <laughs> He's been helping his kids. No, uh, Disney's no. all about Bert. Oh, really? I think so. Okay, is that? As, right, as right, let and, me ask a question about that. Now, now I think I saw they're watching on the live stream, right? I think I so. Think I saw my sister so he's, comment. So he's he's going to hear me. Yeah, he'll okay, hear you. All right, that, and that's fine. Is the adult Disney obsession creepy or not? I, and I know this um, is tough because you're talking. You know, we're talking about you know, it's real, real. You know what I mean? Like it's it, 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 it can be. It okay. can be. It's. Uh, but no, because I, I enjoy so. the Disney movies, and and the fact is that you have to admit now how Disney is now Star Wars and Marvel that's and all that that's, stuff, that is a and good point. Indiana Jones. It's, that's a good point. All right, that's right. a good point. So they so took, you, they took over Lucas. Yeah, they yeah. took over all that. So okay, you, all right. There's some level. There, of there's that. some of that, and and there is things there to do for adults. Okay. Um, okay. All right. I, guess, I I did go on my honeymoon to Disney. Did you really? And, and we went as just adults without kids, and we had a great time. Uh, oh, but you were young too, right? I mean, I was twenty-two. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's that's so, young yeah. in comparison. To, yeah, you know, like you're. I then went as yeah. That, I could not see going back without kids, without the kids. That's so, I, like, yeah. I would have no interest. We're going tomorrow. We're leaving for Myrtle Beach, right? This right. is this is the only trip we're doing this summer. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be if like if she said I really want to go to Disney World, I'd be like I don't think he's old. enough. my son's a right. year and a half. I don't think he's old enough for that yet. And she would be like, well, I just want to go us. I'd say, nah, that's, we can go to a beach. You know what I mean? Like, we can go we can go somewhere where they serve fruity drinks. You know what I mean? I just mean? don't. Like, I mean, I don't know. Some people, it's their thing. For me, it's it's. then you're standing in lines all day and everything. Yeah, that's true, and, too. Like, And it's like, if I'm going to do that, it's going to be for the kids. Right. For them to right. have this really cool memory. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Now, I you you did really... You have sold me a bit on the the Star Wars stuff and the the Marvel and all that. Like yeah, so I, I it's it's because I am admittedly nerdy nerdy right. as as all I mean, if you're a thirty what. year old man going down to see all the princesses, yeah, that's that, yeah, that might be right. creepy. You're probably a creep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Okay, all right, all right. All right. You handle that. I think you handle that appropriately. All right. In fact, I've got. Two. Do I need to apologize to anybody? Or? He'll, he'll be probably fine. Bert. Okay, all right. Sorry, sorry, Bert. Hey, enjoy Disney. Enjoy. Go to the go to the castle. He, he and and he he did take his kids. He's got three oh, kids. All right, so, so there he didn't you go. go on his all right, own. All there right. you go. So I, I, now's a good time to remind people that we're still selling our Trumbo, uh, Trump type make Baltimore great shirts on section three thirty six dot com and at all mothers locations. So you can go pick those up uh, now. I, I passed by mothers on my way. In. Yeah, 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 that's Mother Peninsula Grill. Yeah, they're they're right there on the wall. I, I had dinner there the other day. Very cool. And they're at all, all the other mother locations as well. There's another one up by me now. There's a mother's it, uh, in uh, Cockeysville. Yep, Mother's North. Yep. Yeah, they're Just, there. That's can, not far from It's about 15 minutes from where yeah. I live in uh, northern Baltimore County. You can go there and get a trombo shirt cool. as well. Very cool. Also, we are having another uh, group outing game on August 20th, which is the Chris Davis and his dog bobblehead night Saturday. So we've got about 30 tickets that we're selling right now on section336.com for 15 bucks. 
which is way cheaper than anything you'll go buy at the stadium right now or online. That's thanks a Saturday to these. too, so that game will be. It's a Saturday. That yeah. game and that bobbleheads. The oh, game's yeah, going to yeah. be sold yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no so, doubt. So head on over and get our tickets. They're even cheaper on, than StubHub. So if you don't come buy the tickets, I'll just put them up on StubHub and we'll, we'll be all right. <laughs> You'll make the money. But right. but we think it'd be fun for a lot of you to come out and uh, and enjoy the game with us. Plus, it's the end of August. It's got to be it's the Astros. Hopefully, I mean Astros have been playing good baseball, but <sighs> but it's home and the Orioles play well at home. It's got to be a meaningful. It's got to be a meaningful. Well, game. yeah, it'll be meaningful for them. I, I don't know if it's gonna be meaningful for the Astros, but the Astros are still fun to watch. I mean, I mean yeah. Jose Altuve is the MVP right now, right? Yes, unless they do the whole, I, I only you have to make the playoffs. You got to make the playoffs, right? So then, okay, so let's say you have to make the playoffs. Then who is it? Donaldson again? Uh, you might be able to argue for Manny, Manny depending yeah, on how far the Orioles go. Manny, Manny would be an easy, an especially with this home run tear. He went no, you're on. right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he did not have a good July. He, right, yeah. right. But he, I mean, three home runs on no, Sunday. No, trust me. He's, I mean, he's, he's making you, up. For you it. don't need to, to argue for Manny for me. Like that's. that's no, did, I'm good with that. Did you see Ubaldo pitched three perfect innings during that game? I guess I didn't realize he came that. in after Bundy. He pitched three perfect I guess innings. I didn't realize that's and 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 people were online were making a big deal about his arm delivery. Because is it different? Apparently, he, he used to go one to seven like this, and okay. now he comes up straight with a 12-6. Interesting. So people were making a big deal of, did that did that bring out the good Ubaldo? Oh. And the question is, when Ubaldo comes back oh, again, no. how's his delivery, and does this give us any hope that maybe no. we can have a good Ubaldo? No. no. You're, you're done with Ubaldo? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Ubaldo. I was really bothered by the, um, the Melvin Upton rumors, right? Not because... I'm wholly opposed to Melvin Upton being on the team. I mean, the the best part of that was to get rid of Ubaldo, and, and, right? And that's my problem with it, right? So would you have ever traded away two prospects for Melvin Upton Jr.? No. He's right. batting like 190 or right. something right now in right. Toronto. So you can get rid of Ubaldo tomorrow, right? Right. Just eat the money. You just have to eat the money. That's that's yep. That's the way it works. So I'm not giving up prospects... In order to get rid of money. That's not my problem, right? right? You know what I mean? I, I get it. For them, I understood why it's desirable. But it doesn't, for me, for baseball purposes, it makes no sense. It's not a trade that made any sense. You can make the argument that Melvin Upton could be a right fielder next year when it, presumably Mark Trumbo is going to end up walking. Right. Um, but I think they can go find a Melvin Upton caliber player. I think they can go find a right fielder on the market that's not you know they found Mark Trumbo, right? And like in a in a trade where all they had to give up was their third catcher, who, you know, I, who I like. I like Steve Clevenger. I don't want to take yeah, him away from him, but he wasn't going to be a significant part of this team this year, right? And so, if, if there's anything that bothered me with the the trade discussions, is then the two moves we do make were moves that we could have done oh, yeah. preseason yeah. and not, not even had yeah, to give it, anything up. It's it's a Duquette thing, man, and it and it drives you nuts. Um, Neither one of the trades are bad. It's not like they... No, they're they, not bad. You don't shake your head at them. They're, they're largely kind of meh. You know right. what I mean? Like, Steve, Steve Pierce has a hurt arm now or something. And but, that's, that's a bummer, but, that, but that's, they don't know that. Yeah. And he's a professional hitter, and I understand right. why you want to have Steve Pierce on your team. The problem is... You, you could have had, had him all Steve year. Pierce on your team. You didn't, you didn't have to give up right. anything in order to get Steve you, Pierce. You chose Nolan Rymel over Steve Pierce is what you right. did. Right. So that, that does bother me, and right. I'm not going to... I can't lie about it. It bugs me that... You decided we don't need this guy, but then you need him so much that you have to give a piece to go get him. And say whatever you want to say about Jonah Heim, but Jonah Heim's a thought-of, defensive prospect, 
And you can say, well, you know, the organization is, is deep with catchers. Okay, but Matt Wieters probably is gone at the end of the year, right? Oh, he's gone. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and and Caleb Joseph has been okay right, this season, right. but and you, do we still think of Caleb Joseph as a guy that's going to be a very good major league player? Uh, or just, had, I had this discussion last week about, I think it was, with Caleb Joseph. The problem with everyone on, online will argue for Caleb Joseph because – the pitcher's line is yeah, better. Seem to be better, right? Yeah. But I don't know how much of that you can really put on the catcher. No, I don't know either. And also, I know that I still like to have Matt Weider's arm behind home plate. I mean, like, it's, it's well, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he just made that throw. That's the, one of the, the, the throw one last of the week best was one of the most ridiculous we've ever things. Seen. Correct. The, I've Caleb's ever seen not life. doing that. So, um, so Caleb, you know, he's he's fine. But that's what he is. He's just fine. Right. I don't think you're. I don't think you're of the belief that he's your ten-year catcher of the future. No. Um. Chance Cisco, maybe right. Maybe yeah, but then what's that guy? But then what do we keep hearing about Chance Cisco? He can't. He's not catch. a great catcher, right? Yeah. He's, he's a heck of a hitter. He, he's a great right. hitter, but he can't catch, right? So, so I, I just don't. I can't dismiss this notion that you didn't give up anything, and that's what people want to say. Like, well, you didn't really give up anything right. to get him. Like, no, you gave. No, up. you gave up the guy that Duquette keeps talking about as being a really good defensive catcher. Yeah, and, and you've got a manager who really values defense. Right. And a guy that at worst, even if he's not ultimately a catcher of the future, presumably could be a guy that you could get more back from in a trade right. if you hold on to him for another year or so. Yes. So I, I think that is the frustrating part, all for a guy that you could have had at the beginning of the season. And the Wade Miley thing is fine. And I, you know, I made the comparison to Doug Fister, and it's important to say, look, Doug Fister's not a left-hander, so it's not apples to apples. That they didn't get Doug Fister is one of the most infuriating things about this team. Like, Doug Fister was the guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy for this team to go get. You know what I mean? Like, the, there's nothing that ever lined up better than the Orioles don't want to spend money on pitching. Um, but, look, this guy just happens to be lingering around for whatever reason. He, had, he came off a rough season. He's got a track record, including spending time in the American League, yeah. which is incredibly valuable when you're talking about... Right, because that's what we keep doing is bringing people to, from the National League and watching them fail. Right. So Doug Fister was the guy, and the cost was minimal. It was a minimal cost for pitching <laughs> to get Doug Fister. So that has been, I think, the most infuriating thing for me is that like that's the guy that you could have had and made the most sense. You didn't get him. Instead, you end up, again, giving up a piece... I get it. Not a a twenty-seven-year-old is not really a prospect as much anymore as they are a project, and that's what Ariel Miranda was. But I would not be surprised at all if we get to the end of next year and we're talking about how Ariel Miranda has had (laughs) some success out in Seattle. He had a good first out in Seattle. Definitely had a good first start, and and, uh, it was very interesting to see a guy that we saw a slight glimpse of him up here in Baltimore, and he pitched. Uh, one inning, right? Out at, when we right. were out in Seattle. Yeah, they don't have a lefty. They right. wouldn't give him just one chance to start. Yeah, yeah we would have mo- constant weeks talking about who we don't know who our fifth starter is. Right. But we had this guy who the Orioles kept saying the best he can give us is a is a mid bullpen arm. Right. Yet you go to Seattle and he's a starter right away. Yeah, I mean I get it. They're in a position where they can. Right. And, you uh, know, that, yeah. It, they, it does change things. Yes. But you you but gave it, up something to go get Wade Miley, and I. I just wish that you would do these things in the off season. You yes. don't have to give up pieces. It, it costs you money, right? I get that to make moves in the off season. I also think trades are better in the off season. It's you tend to make bet more favorable trades in the off season than you do uh, July thirty first because you have a need, mm-hmm. right? I think you get more more for your dollar in a trade in the off season <laughs> as well because both teams come to it from a more even place 
Right, but what you get is you get in January, you get uh, Duquette, and I don't know. I don't like to believe that Peter Angelos is really that involved. Uh, but he's you, involved. You, I mean, every right. owner's I mean, going to be involved. involved but, yeah, but not. I don't buy the conspiracy that he was blocking the Upton move. And well, and I wouldn't stuff. be surprised at all if Peter Upton, if, if they came to Peter Angelos and said, "Hey, this is the deal. We're, right, we're going to take on X million dollars of Melvin Upton." And and Peter Angelos, who knows nothing about the situation, yeah. right? He's not paying attention to baseball. Says, "So let me get this straight. We have to pay how much to make Eduardo Jimenez go away? Right, but and, and we've got to pay for Melvin Upton on top of that, like." That doesn't make any sense, you know what I mean? From a from a money standpoint, yeah, it doesn't make sure. any sense. That wouldn't surprise me necessarily if Peter Angelo said that, but I also don't really have a problem with it either. No, right? and, and that's right, exactly. And that's I didn't like that deal, so I'm okay with that. If I, yeah, but, if Peter Angelo walked in and said, you know, like if you had a deal on the table where you would give up, you know, in certain Audi Aubrey, who's the catcher? Perez Aubrey, Audi Aubrey. Like, uh, you, know, the, know. you know the guy that's a AAA. There's a AAA yeah, yeah, catcher, yeah. Perez. If you had a deal on the table where you're like, we're gonna give up Pen- Perez. Pena? Well, there, there's Pena. Francisco Pena too. Yeah. yeah. So if you had a deal on the table, we're like, we're going to give up this, you know, the backup catcher at AAA, and we're going to get, you know, whoever it is, right. we're going to get Sonny Gray. And Peter Angelos walked in and said, "No, I'm not going to do that." Well, yeah, then, yeah that's like, a that's a problem. Oh, okay, yeah, let's have a conversation right. about that. But but I can see I can see I can see uh, uh, that being an issue in January when you're looking at this team and saying our pitching sucks. Does bringing in another uh, fourth pitcher really going to get us to the postseason. Right. Everyone's saying we're going to be in last place. I it, it's got to be harder to convince the owner to open up his checkbook when everyone's saying you suck. Yeah. When when here you're but, like, hey, but, yeah. look, we're winning games. We just need a little push. Well, let's let's tell the truth though. Like he paid an exorbitant amount of money this off season. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's just that the exorbitant amount of money and mostly went to one guy, right? And in fairness, Darren O'Day got a boatload of money too. Let's mm-hmm. not pretend like. They didn't pay Darren O'Day real money. Well, and those, those guys played well enough that they deserved that money. Nobody's and and none yeah. of us. I'm I not, still I know that Chris Davis is struggling. Yeah, I'm I still, still not, have no complaint about yeah. it. Zero, because Chris Davis was a good baseball player that offers you something, and you had the opportunity to have him, and you were able to get him. So right. that's a thumbs up from me. Yeah, he's a special type of baseball player. Giovanni Gallardo is not a special baseball no, no, player no. in any world. There's no world where Giovanni Gallardo is a special baseball player. So I'll pay the extra money to get a guy who's capable of being very special. And I get it the last month or so he has not been special. I am very understanding. He has not been anything similar to special. But nobody was saying that at the All-Star break. Was anybody at the All-Star break sitting back talking about Chris Davis being overpaid? No. Or were we all saying... It's been pretty freaking good, right? You know? and 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 right, pretty good, and leading the league in walks. Right, right. That's a great which, point. That's which, a great. You know point. who else led the league in walks? Barry Bonds. Yeah, he was good. I mean, if you if you he hit the good. ball long, you and I'd, can see the ball, you him. start to take some walks. I'd take him. I was hoping that you were going to say, you know, who else led the league in walks? Jesus. I was hoping that was where you were going with that, but it just no, didn't I, work I, out. I think that, that way. was before baseball. You don't think, th- but he never led the league in, in walks. I feel like if you're Jesus, you just like you get a baseball card that says that because right. he's going to argue with you. Well, yeah, he's also the Cy Young. I'm right. sure. Exactly. That's what you, yeah. correct. That's what you say on every card. You're right. Like, somebody says, "Dude, I, I mean, you kind of weren't that great last year," and then you like look back at him. You're like, "I'm Jesus." You're right, man. Sorry, my bad. My my bad. I apologize. Yeah, and and that's the thing with Davis. We know that he t- he'll turn it around. Yeah, I, we, I, we, we've seen these streaks. My gut before. is this isn't the end of Chris Davis. Like my gut is that the struggles in July are not the demise of Chris right. Davis as a baseball player. I'm reasonably certain yeah. that we're going to see him being 
an extremely good contributor for a but, very long time. But what's with this team where it's all or nothing, everyone at the same time? Yeah, it's a weird it, thing. It's, it's weird how I don't know if it's that. I don't. I I don't know how to explain it. But when one guy hits, they all start to hit. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, all right, I can explain that. Well, sometimes it's a good it's pitcher. J- sometimes right. It's because James Shields stinks. Right. right. <laughs> like, that helps a lot. Yeah. If uh, if you can face James Shields a little more often, boy, what happened to that guy, oh. man? I know. A couple of years ago, I would have said send him all the money in the world. Right? Like you can't even remember him being good because he's so bad now. Yeah. Like it's absurd. It, it how bad makes he no is. sense. Um. Yeah. There's no answer to that, obviously, and it's frustrating. And but it, you, I guess the answer really is because you're so reliant on the home run ball. You don't have option two mm-hmm. for how you're going to score runs. You're you're not going to manufacture runs in an inning. You're not going to do the Kansas City Royals thing from the last couple of years because you just didn't put that team together. Um, it probably leaves it, like it makes you more bitter that the Dexter Fowler thing didn't work out, right? Like, right, right. Because um, you, that's what we've been watching from him. He's been getting hit. Yeah, imagine imagine this lineup with Dexter Fowler. It's, it's right? why I, it's why I see Nick Markakis and he's still a double machine. Yeah, you still. And I'm like, I would take that. It'd be awfully nice, wouldn't yeah. it? It'd be awfully nice. Tra- and that's and that's no offense. Look, Hyunsu Kim has obviously been. You know, largely better than we could have ever imagined that he was going to be. Yeah, I, I don't have I don't have complaints necessarily about the guys that are on the team. It's just you have a little bit of envy again, particularly because Fowler looked like it was a done deal. And because how frustrating is it? Like yesterday to hit two solo home runs. Right. That's all you're, you had. You're, you're well, the ball. Well, yeah, the base is loaded in the one inning, right. and, and you're, you you're, you only get the Manny Machado pop up. Right. That's all you get. The one was the, oh, and then Machado yeah. hit the solo home run right. later. Yeah, but that's all you get from an inning where you had the bases loaded with nobody out. And and we've seen that many times this year. Correct. Where we load the bases with no outs. But that's what you're built to be, and that's the nothing. that's yep. the issue again inherently. When you build a team to hit right. home runs, the good news is you're going to hit a bunch of home runs. The bad news is you have to hit a bunch of sure, home runs. Sure, sure. Sunday I wasn't complaining with the 10 runs. Right, because you hit a bunch of home runs and it right. was a lot of fun and the Orioles looked really good. But there's there's inevitably going to be a lot of games where you're just not hitting home runs that night and there's no option to. There's no, if you get the ninth inning down by a run, this team has one way of getting that run in. They have to hit a home run in order to tie it up. They don't have the ability to say, right. well, let's... Let's see if we can't get a leadoff walk, steal second, bar our way to third, and then drive it in with a sacrifice fly. There, there is right, no and, that, and that's the argument against Davis Bunton. When, right, when, is when that, he's in this slump right. and there's a huge hole on left side, you you, you scream, just bunt, you, you yeah, scream right. bunt, make him play but, honestly. But what happens when he bunts? He gets on first base, in the and then he lives on e- first base. Either Trumbo hits a home run, right? Or, it's all or nothing. Yeah, correct, and it's. It's it's infuriating when it happens, but you knew that's what this team was going to be. Right. You can't be surprised by the way this goes because you look look at the team at the beginning of the season and say, this <laughs> this is what this team was always guess, going to be. By the way, did a Nationals pitcher just lose a no-hitter? Looks yeah, like he did. just lost it. Who is it? Who was starting? It's, uh, well, Scherzer was the guy that lost the no-hitter. Of course it was Scherzer, right? Of course it was. So, and then I, it feels real bad. Scherzer it's, does his throw no-hitter. Earlier in the in, in uh, the one of the outfielders like caught apparently a, a ball off the wall, like oh, a big really? home run ball to save oh, the no-hitter. Yeah. Then he loses it on that little blip. Oh, that stinks. That stinks. Those are the type of hits that kill the Orioles all the time. Yeah, Have you true. noticed that? It's, it's always the right, stupid little right, singles. Just gets right there, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. You um, do you, did you when when Bundy flirts with the no hitter? What do you do? What what is it? Because you are uh, you as panicked as I am? Like I am. You know what it is? I get once he gets to the, the fifth inning, 
I'm like, all right, just get a little single. So then we can pull him. Okay, so you don't want right, right. See, I'm panicked because it's the one thing that I still kind of haven't tasted. We've obviously. Oh yeah, no, I'm not to the. See, I'm not. You're you're talking about the fact that we haven't seen one yet. Yeah, and the fact that that our chance to see one, we have a legit chance to see one this year with a Bundy and then the Bob Brocco Day. And yeah, Britain. yeah, sure. If you, we, if you we have a combined no hitter, he's not gonna finish but, a game. But yes, right. I can see the frustration of wait, we've never seen this no hitter before, and now you're pulling him. It's out. but but it's all of it. I think it's the yeah. human drama of Bundy combined with the human drama of in our ad- adulthoods and for many of us in our lifetime as Orioles fans, we've never seen right. one that an Orioles pitcher's thrown. We've seen it from the <laughs> other side, obviously, <laughs> well, I, with the Akuma. I've, I've sat through them, yeah, and Buckholes and uh, Hideo Nomo here in Baltimore. Um, but we haven't experienced it where we got yes. to enjoy it and celebrate it or be there at the stadium right. when it happens. And so I, I'm like when the, the night of the first one, the night against the Rockies, I guess it was when the first time he flirted with a no hitter. Yeah, the it was like a Wednesday night. I was not there. I was at um uh, a bar with some friends watching the game, and like I was dripping sweat because I'm it's all running through my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Could tonight be the night? Could right. I be out here with my friends watching it? But, like, they're definitely going to have to pull yeah. him, right? Or, like, can, can you pull him? Like, and you're going whole, through all of it. Well, and part of it is because we have no clue what the Orioles are doing to handle yeah, his arm. Right. And also, not only that, we have no clue what the proper way to rehab Correct. Tommy Correct. John is. No Correct. one, the, the Nats were very soft on Strasburg and bringing him back. Mm-hmm. That worked out really well for Strasburg. We've also seen... The Orioles. Well, we've, we've but seen on the flip side, what if that was the Nationals' best chance to win a World Series? Right, and they blew it and by blew by it, pulling right. them out. They right. No, I might, they might win the World Series this year, and so who, you know, who I, don't cares? Know, I think it kind of set the path that the Nats always fail in the playoffs. Maybe so, right? It's, like, maybe it's a so. Washington thing, and so it's it's easy to to have these questions right. because exactly what you're saying is correct. Nobody knows what the right answer right, is because we've seen. We've seen pitchers babied. We saw. We just saw it with Hunter Harvey, where he's be, been, been mm-hmm. babied in the minors, mm-hmm. and now he blew it out again. Yep, didn't matter. Didn't right? matter. Didn't matter. They could have put him out there to throw a hundred pitches, yep. and it might have blown out. It might not have. We don't know. It, and that that's where with Bundy this year, I'm torn because I understand pulling him, but I also say, if he's pulling a no hitter, don't pull him. Well, you're, you're, I, you're I, selfish, I right? right? Yeah, like it's about you now. Well, it's about, and it's not just about me. It's about this season, and okay. and yeah. there's we are in first place right now. There is no guarantee that we'll be in first place next year. That's fact. That's a there's, fact. Just go we, for it, right? Look just, at the Yankees. The Yankees were the big winners of the of the of the trade deadline. They loaded. Up. They loaded up, which means next year we're going to have to worry about them. Always got to worry oh, and about. And they're Tampa about to pitching. have a boatload of money to spend too. Yeah. And they're about yeah, to be spending yeah. a boat. Right. They are. They are having so, the Teixeira contract comes off the books this year. They still have to pay a rod, but right. they don't have to. T- doesn't count against their luxury tax now. Right. God, that that's a steal and a half. Right. Like they now they still have to pay the man his money, but, but it yeah. doesn't count against their payroll. Plus, plus it's New York, and it's not acceptable to have two losing seasons in a row. So you know they're going to be they're, back fighting they're going next year. all in, right? And so, everybody's going to make the argument they're going to hold out for right. two more years because they want to no, spend it on. No, on, they, but they won't hold they'll out. They'll have more money to spend right. then. They'll, they'll keep going. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to spend money this offseason. And, and again, right. it's not a great free agent class this year. I understand that. But they're going to spend money this offseason and spend money again in two years. They're not They're not robbing from whatever money they're planning on spending in two years. Right. And make no mistake, they are. They, if, if both 
Harper and Machado reach free agency, the Yankees will be the team that is con- that is most highly connected to both of them. And I get it, the Angels, the Dodgers, the, the Phillies will be some other teams that people throw around because they have money and, and things like that. But, like, it's real. The Yankees will not be like this for five years. Right, and here we are in first place in August winning games. We got to go whatever it takes and go for it this year. I hear the argument. I mean, I hear, I hear. And yeah, if, if Bundy blows out his arm. Right, then you're going to feel like. Then I feel horrible. If he blows out his arm in October pitching in a World Series game, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, you went for it. I got, we, you got us this far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's tough, man. I talk to a lot of people around the organization about like how it's difficult for me to enjoy the Bundy thing right now because it really does feel like you're watching a human drama, right? Like. I know I should be reveling. This is one of the great phenomenons in Baltimore sports history, what we're witnessing with Dylan Bundy, right? He's single-handedly changing the course of a playoff race, Yeah. right? Yep. We should be enjoying this. We should be reveling in what a magical – it's Fernando Mania, I right? Mean, it's, right. He's done more than Wade Miley and Steve Pierce have done could ever do. at this trade yeah, of dime. Absolutely. But yet you, you, you can't enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it because – there's this like striking fear in the back of your mind of is the dude's arm gonna fall off the next time he goes out there? Are you screwing up a guy that you really need to have be a top line <laughs> pitcher for you for the next five years? Like you have this, and and also it's the Orioles in a pitcher, yeah. so you kind of have this well, sinking feeling to begin with because that, that's that what it the Orioles can't do. right that it right. can't be real because right. we all know the Orioles don't allow you to throw the cutter and then screw you up your development right. that's what that's the Orioles do goes, right right that's just that's who they are so so you just you you should enjoy it you want to enjoy it but you can't really enjoy it because of all those things and it's infuriating man like you're this this is really special what we're watching with Dylan Bundy this is absurd there was no way to see this coming remember we we're talking about like Maybe he could go out there and give you three innings, right? Like, that was the conversation yeah. with Dylan Bundy. And, heck, considering what you had, why not take and, three And, and when he was innings? relieving, that's when we'd be excited to right. say, hey, right. he, got, he got three innings today. But now we're talking about a guy that of late has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Right. And we can't really revel in it. Like, we're, we're just except, – Except you got to say that the Orioles must not be over-concerned. It because they let him pitch in the 10 nothing I, game. I really, like, that was a, a really tough moment for me, man. I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I brought it up on Monday's show. Well, so, because, yeah, it's, as soon as we got the 10 runs, third in, and it's like. You're like, dude, go for it. Put Ubaldo out there. He can't blow this. Yeah, right? And just, just go with Ubaldo from there. Right. That's all you do. You just say, let him have his four innings. Because four innings is a start, right? Yeah. And so if, if rhythm is a thing, if you want a guy on a rhythm, if he goes out and throws four pitches, inevitably, or four innings, he's throwing enough pitches in that process mm-hmm. to feel like he made a start. Right? Why would you go any further than that? Like, what are you accom- What are, What did you accomplish and the on only, Sunday? The only plan can be that I want to stretch him out so that in September he can I, pitch nine. I guess that has to be it, right? I like, mean, which is why he's not out there to help the team at that point. He's out no, there for him, right? There's nothing. You're winning no more, right. By sending out Dylan Bundy right. again for another inning. As it turns out, he ended up giving up a couple runs, but um, he'll right, do that. I right, mean, right, right. Um, yeah, I was that one was really I that was more alarming than I thought and this isn't to knock the beat writers that were there. I, I it's gonna sound that way. I was surprised and I this is a tough relationship between beat writers and, and Well they, they, they always fall into get the guy the win. Well that I, is absurd to me. Like well, I, 
It's yeah, 2016. Are we really still doing this? Are right. we still doing this? Get the guy the win thing. Like, yeah, in that case, Garzman's horrible. Right, <laughs> he never yeah, gets he stinks, the win. Obviously, I, that part's goofy. But no, it's more. I I wish that we had the type of media, and I, I God, I can't say this without it coming off like a knock. I know why we don't. It's a small market. Um, one of the 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 sources that provides a beat writer is owned by the team right the, the um, main the main beat writer right yeah. one of one of the sources that provides a beat writer is major league baseball you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. so then, so from there you've got you've got like two sources that right. provide writers that aren't directly associated with the club so it's it's tough to have a shark media in this town because of those circumstances so i i don't want this to come off as a knock i wish we had a a harder tougher media that could go in and say Buck, you got to explain. You have to explain to us why you would let him pitch beyond the fourth right. inning because based on what we've been told, what we've heard, what we know, it would seem like the fourth inning was a really good time to go get Dylan Bundy today and save up a couple of innings and protect his arm a little bit. So you need to you can't just say Dylan looked good today. We felt good about him. You can't, we we need you to answer that question because this is befuddling. This right. this is really confusing a lot of people, and that's just not where this group of of media is. They're not in a place to really. No, the, the the post game, the post game interviews with Buck are only entertaining if Buck goes off course. Yeah, right. He things. just starts talking because no one yeah. no one asks him any questions. It's always how did Tillman look today? Right. It's and like, and, oh, and they, we all... baseball's a tough. It really is a tough sport because you're with them a hunt. If a guy gets pissed off at you. Man, well, I, and we and we've seen that before with the Orioles, where right. if they don't like a reporter, you're out. Right, and that's the, I mean, that's if, and, but it's even even if it's not that drastic, you're on the road, you have a job to do. If if someone doesn't like your question, and now is a jerk to you, it's just made your job that much more difficult, right? Right. Um, like him or not, and people have their opinions about him. I Jerry Coleman's a friend of mine. One of the reasons why we all like Jerry once upon a time is as much of a goof as he was, he was willing to ask questions that we all wanted answers to that we didn't that we knew were going to piss off the person that asked that we asked the question of. We we knew it, and Jerry kind of didn't mind being the punching bag. Like he accepted the role that he was going to piss people off and they were going to scream at him and they were going to pull him aside afterwards and say what the f was that? And he kind of didn't care. He just sort of said, I don't, I don't care. You know, they can yell at me all they want. And that was really important. We needed somebody like that to ask those types of questions. And this is both baseball and football. Like, it's the same way with the Ravens. Right. We have sure. the same market here. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same deal. So, you know, Jerry doesn't really do as much beat reporting. He does still some for football, but he doesn't do as much with baseball. You know, he goes in the clubhouse for like a minute, gathers some things, and leaves. Yeah. He's just not He's not as much the beat guy any longer. So um, you miss that. You miss having somebody that could kind of fill that role for you of saying, I'm going to be the guy to go ask the nasty question. I'm going to be the guy to go ask the question that that is going to piss off the person. Say, like, what, are you questioning if we know what's best for Dylan Bundy? You know what I mean? Like, no, I just, I don't understand. And I could really go for you explaining to me why in the world Dylan Bundy would go back out for a fifth inning and a sixth inning today. What, what how did that work? And if the answer is what you said, we're trying to stretch out Dylan Bundy to a point where he can go seven innings, eight innings, you know, comfortably. Right. That we can get to a hundred pitches. Then tell us that. You know what I mean? Like, let us know yeah. that's what's going on. So we're not all sitting here saying, "What are you doing, 
with this guy and sort of worried that we're going to get to September and have him say, well, you know, we didn't like the way that he looked the last time out, so we're probably going to shut it down with Dylan Bundy. Like, we're still kind of have a fear of that right now. Right, and, 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 the, and then the question is if they even tell us. Or it's just, no, we're going right. to skip his start. And right, yeah, it's for two. So you, you just are always questioning everything. Um, I, I, I think it's inter- I, I've been very interested watching uh, how the sports, sports media has started to change. As you're a guy who was full-time radio, and now you're, the, you're doing your internet show, and we're seeing a lot of other guys from traditional radio now but oddly enough i've also gone to print which is like the most backwards thing that i could possibly do in the world of media right like i'm doing so i'm doing the forefront thing like i'm on doing the internet yeah but your press box stuff that goes in actual like printed papers right right? you can go pick up a newspaper somewhere like and sit and read it on the toilet if you wanted to it's a weird like i'm doing the thing that's out in front of everything and i'm doing the thing that's like 30 years behind at the exact same time so i'm I'm watching and interested to see how that's going to affect uh, the Orioles and stuff as they at some point they're going to have to accept internet sources as, media? as real media yeah so I'm glad you you bring that up because it is a really fascinating thing for me and everybody is kind of coming around to it on a different level I don't know if you've noticed this but like the Ravens during training camp right are really open to new media during training camp they'll say you guys want to come out during camp by all means come yeah. on out um, bloggers, podcasters, you apply for a credential. Right. I, I, and I'm sure there are rules to that. You know what I mean? Like, right, I don't but, know they're, that it's but just, they're more open. But they are, if you look, like look in your timeline, if you follow some of the new media people that are connected to Ravens, you'll see that a lot of them are out there. Now, you won't see them out there necessarily for practice on a Friday in the season because they're going to tighten up yeah. when, you know, when we get to that. The Ravens are going to say, hey, you know, when we get to that point, we're only going to have beat writers and, and traditional media. We're not going to go that right. route. Um, but it's a good start. And it is. And it's, it's, that's it's what it is. It's a good start. start and it, yeah. because it, we are learning it's all about those relationships. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Um, it's invaluable. And the Orioles, do, the Orioles do the same thing for spring training. But you gotta you got to take your show and you got to go down to, to them down right, in Sarasota. Right, right, right. And then they'll give you some access. They've been great to us at spring training. Um, and not, it's, not, it's not so much up here yet. Part of that is paranoia. I mean, and I have yeah. to, you know, part of it is paranoia on behalf of the people, not the PR people necessarily, but the coach, the GM, sure. the owner. That, that want the people they're comfortable with right. around. That they yeah. genuinely don't eat. Like, even if you work for a traditional media source, if they don't know you, like, I, I you know, I did not, I was not on the Orioles beat. I don't know Buck. I really don't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember walking into... I'd probably gone to like three Buck Showalter press conferences during the time just because it wasn't my job. Right. You know, that wasn't part of what my job was. And unfortunately, because of the radio station I was on, Buck wasn't allowed to come on with me. So, yeah. you know, and like now I've had Buck on my internet show a few times, but on the radio, I wasn't allowed to talk to Buck. Um, so I remember walking into a, a thing with Buck in Nashville when I was down there for the winter meetings. And the first thing was, you know, he was very pleasant and we had talked like not that long ago, but he didn't recognize me. Right. And I could tell he was uncomfortable, right? Like, he was like, hey. Well, yeah, uh, because he's interviewed by the same three guys right. every day. And, and he just said, who are you? And I was like, you know, I was taken aback because I just had him on my right. show. And, like, I, the Orioles knew I was coming. And I would have assumed they would have told Buck, hey, you know, we've got, you know, you're going to recognize, obviously, yep. a lot of the people. But maybe you're not going to recognize someone who's here. It's, it's Glenn from Pressbox. And, you know, you've been on with him. You've talked to him before. And I would have, I just would have thought that. But that wasn't what I got. What I got was, who are you? Yeah. 
And, you know, Buck's a warm, you know, Buck is such a likable guy that it didn't take long for me to say, hey, Buck, I'm Glenn. You know, you did my show a couple weeks ago. And he said, oh, right, sure, you know. And and then we were good. We talked some college football and, and, and we were good from there. But I could tell, like, he was a, he was struggling a little bit because... Because they, he's got to trust you. Right. And and know right. you. And it's it's that... it's that Right. It's the paranoia thing. Right. And that's... It's, it's not getting better with teams it's it's not getting better it's getting far worse because they literally believe that like you're there to try to sell out secrets right. to somebody else which like john, is which is why they they try to now control everything correct like and this is not a joke john harbaugh genuinely believes in his heart of hearts that there's somebody there that's trying to find something out to tell the patriots all right if why wouldn't you do that if if you were the owner of the patriots why wouldn't you send a 22-year-old kid down right. and say that he has right. this Ravens website. Right, and, and just dress and it just all up. Well, it. I mean, and that's so that's why you don't really get that much information right. out of him, right? right. Like, so it's even worse. Not only do they block you from coming, but then the people that are allowed to come, there's just not much to be said, right? Sure. Like, there's just nothing there. There's no... The other the other big thing um, that the Ravens will do, and the reason why they allow it for training camp is because the, the locker room's not open. So they really can control the message, yes. right? Like the only thing that's being said is being said at that microphone podium, or you can request an interview with a player, and then a PR person, if they're they're uncomfortable, can literally stand right over your shoulder the entire time and listen to everything that player is saying yep. to make sure that that player starts going down the wrong road or, or giving away some information. The PR person can step in and interject. Yeah, I got a little of that with Andrew Triggs this <laughs> back really? in March. Who's uh, pitching tomorrow night, right? Yeah. 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 Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean that's the way it is, right? Because they just don't know you, like they just and they don't, and that's tough. And it's going to take a while to to work on that. I do think the younger when you get more, there are more young PR people coming into the business that understand it and that are doing their best to try to bridge this world and try to to, to create a world where we understand how all of this works. It's just not there quite yet. Yeah, and I think that's an important part. Just like just like they've gotten young guys in the clubhouse has changed baseball into this money ball, stats-driven mm-hmm. thing, uh, talk the new look. So I think we will eventually see that on the PR side. Um, do you think the number of, of reporters now going towards trying to do their own thing on the Internet? That's interesting, like Dan uh, Connolly. Helps. Dan Connolly, uh, Jerry and uh, Lockenfora. Oh, Jeff Coleman and Mark Four, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're doing a podcast now, and they've got every week a big name on their podcast. Yeah, so I, it, mean, I mean, I, don't, I, I can't figure out if that helps the internet media or if that's just well, their I, pals and they. Yeah, and now that's a great question, right? You don't question, even know right? you're doing like, like right. a podcast. You just think I'm doing my traditional. Yeah, it's a great radio. question. Like, is that is does does their success benefit? Section three thirty six or the two things completely separate? Still, right? Like, it's it's funny you bring that up because. I've had people in the podcast medium, like when I kind of came, when I started doing this, they were like, oh, good good to, to see that you're one of us now, right? And like, at first I'm like, oh, what, what, is, mean, right, what do you mean what one of us, mean? right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm me, you right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm just doing my show and, and presenting it in a different way, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not changing who I am, I'm not changing, right. it's just a different place that you're going to find my show. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think there's going to be more places to meet in the middle there uh, would be you, my answer. Have you ran into issues doing your same show because 
now you've got to explain to the PR person that they got to go to a website yeah. and click mm-hmm. play. Rather, Absolutely. Rather I mean, than like here's in. some goofy things, right? Like, like oh, it's easier to like, get my show and listen to it than before. Well, I mean, but, that's that's the way that I view right. it. Right. <laughs> there's so many positives. Right. Like for me, it's been a wonderful thing. But yeah, there's definitely a level of you got to win some people over. The Orioles were far more quick to embrace me in this than the Ravens were. Like the Ravens, I did get a lot of like, what really are you doing? Like if if we put right. somebody on with you, where are they he- like you know like they, it was not a quick embrace of what I was doing, and I'd still say like we're working on that you know with the Ravens. I still don't think we're fully e- exactly there with them, where they fully grasp it. And I've had some things that I was disappointed in with the Ravens, like things that I've usually been able to do in the yeah. past that they were not as quick to say yeah yeah we're gonna do that again this year. Whereas you know as I was talking about with the Orioles, the Orioles have been like no 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 by all means you know you want to you want to play her on great well you know what well, that that you. That also probably helps that it, you got press box behind you who has had right, a, a great huge relationship, relationship yeah, with the Orioles. That's a really good point I mean, too. Yes, yes. B- besides no the traditional guys, every now and then you'll hear Stan ask a question. Yep, you're right. Yep, so. yep, he's in there all the time. So that's a, that's a really good point too. Um, the local colleges love it, right? Like well, it's for them. Yeah. It's one more way because they know that I like them, right? Like I've always liked Towson. I've right. always liked UMBC. I've always liked Loyola. And, and, and guess who listens to stuff on the internet? College right. kids. Right, you know what I mean? So they they love it. They're like, it's one more way because I've always been willing to put their coaches on. I've always been willing to talk about their games. I've always been willing to do those things because to me, I think it's a cool thing about Baltimore. I think local college basketball is a cool thing about Baltimore. You can call me a nerd and say you don't get it. You're out of touch. I don't care. It's my show. I get to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's what I like. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't talk about it. Could you imagine that? Like, could you imagine sitting here? I really like Towson basketball. I really like Loyola lacrosse. I really like... I go to Morgan State for games. I'm the only guy in town that knows how to get to Coppin State, right? Like, and I go. I go for multiple games a year to Coppin State because I like local college basketball. It's something that I enjoy. So they embrace that. Maryland has not embraced it so much, right? They put, you know, I've had their coaches right, on. Right, because they it. say, oh, we get the ESPN guy once yeah, in a while. We don't, we, we don't right, need you. Like, we don't necessarily need you. Now, they've, you know, I've, I've had, actually, I've had a, the, the football team there because I think they get it, you know what I mean? Like, the, they need the publicity, yeah, right? Yeah, they haven't done so, anything so great. Yeah, so they've been more quick to, you know, they throw players on, they put Durkin on, they put, you know, I had Turgeon on once, and it was like a, like, he was getting on a plane, and they handed him the phone, they're like, here, you know, you talk to Glenn, and it was like five minutes. That right. was it. So I haven't had quite the same, you know, success with Maryland basketball. But, yeah, it's definitely been different. There's no question. Dude, I – okay, so here – this is the goofiest of all of them. During – you know, I'm a Maryland basketball guy. Yeah. I think anybody that knows me knows I – it's a big thing for me in my life. I grew up as a kid. Maryland basketball was a thing that we had. You know, before the Ravens came around, like – Maryland basketball was the other team in town. You know, there was Orioles baseball, and then the rest of the year there was Maryland basketball. And Maryland basketball got you back to the start of Orioles baseball season, right? Like, then a football team showed up. But as a kid, that's what you had was Maryland basketball. So I'm I'm a Maryland basketball guy, and I treat Maryland basketball like a pro team. You know what I mean? Like, it's when Maryland basketball games are happening, they're a big deal to me. We talk about them on my show. And I like, I've always invited the opposing coach of the next team that Maryland plays to come on the show. In the ACC, I would get them on all the time. Because they knew me, right? Like, all the, the SIDs were like, oh, right, you know, we're going up to Maryland, and that's Glenn, of course, we'll put our coach on with Glenn. You know, we, we know Glenn. Glenn's one of our guys. And so I have had any number. I mean, I never had, like, Roy Williams. I think I had him on once, and, and Mike Krzyzewski doesn't do interviews, right? right. Yeah. But, like, the, the Leonard Hamiltons of the world, the 
those guys would come on with me a lot because, you know, it was the ACC. The Big Ten, it's been tougher. It's been tougher because I don't have those relationships yeah, with yeah, those so SIDs. You're starting new. So I inv- I'm, I'm having, my producer will invite them on. Nebraska basketball is the most irrelevant thing on the, in the history of, like, you couldn't, for the life of you, name the coach of the Nebraska basketball team, a player on the Nebraska ball basketball, or the Nebraska ball team, the old Nebraska ball team, or anyone who has ever played at Nebraska. If your life was on the line right now, if I had a gun to your head and said, name one Nebraska basketball player ever, it'd be Dunsky. You'd, you'd be out. We invite the Nebraska basketball coach on the show. This is a response we get back from the SID. Well, what is it, like some internet show? And it I took mean, everything in me to not say back, and what are you, like, Nebraska basketball? You know what I mean? Now, right. That's I what you say. Well, outside in Nebraska, people listen to the radio on the internet. Right, correct. We, 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 <laughs> I get it. In Nebraska, on. it's just... We've moved on. I know yeah, you still yeah, use those old just, antennas. Right, and just corn. That's all right. you have. I hear you. I just let them know when they catch up to the 21st century, they'll sometimes get it. Yeah, every now and... But, but like, it's not even worth fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to fight with a Nebraska basketball because yeah. I don't really care about talking exactly. to the coach. It's not... I'm not going to go in and try to explain to them what we do or anything like that. Like, I just laugh, shake my head, and say... We, we do still have to deal with that. Like, we're, we're still dealing with these types of things. I'm trying to give... Nobody else in the world wants to publicize Nebraska basketball. But I'm offering right. you the chance. And you declined. It's on you, man. You know, it's not going to hurt me. I, my show will be fine. That wasn't what was going to get right. me listeners today, was having the coach of the Nebraska basketball team on. In fact, if anything, it might have chased away a listener or two who said... Dude, not interested. Just not interested. Sure, sure. But I was willing to do it because... You like basketball, right. yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll bring it back to one more. We went way over time. Yeah. Which is, I don't I don't care. Yeah, who cares? It's it's my house. I don't, I've got no place oh, to plus, go. Plus, when so. I, I get to invoice you for all this time, too, right, which right. is good. Right. It's That'll work out. <laughs> we'll, we'll just pass that on to Matt and Bert. Fair enough. We'll take care of it. Um, yeah, I want what they usually get. Yeah. Whatever you pay them typically per week. Oh, you'll get a Trumbo shirt on the way out. That's nice. about it. I'll take that, actually. My wife will steal it, though, so it won't It won't last with me for very long. Well, you might have to grab two. But uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of retirements this yeah. week. And, yeah. and, 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 it's, and it's it's funny. It's all besides Fielder, what's he announcing tomorrow? Oh, is that? I didn't know that. Oh, Prince Fielder? Really? Yeah, to uh, a yeah. medical injury. Yeah, because he, oh, he's got to get his second neck injury. Oh, that The sucks. cool thing about him is he is retiring with the same number of home runs as his dad. No. Cecil. Exactly. Do they get along? I don't think so. They both they look alike. I know, and it was so heartwarming like at the beginning of his career when you would see like Cecil holding his right. kid and like it looked like they were trying to... Yeah. I don't, I, and I think I think you're right. I remember I at least in, a few years ago that they yeah, were not. Yeah, I think I've heard in recent years and it has not been. So it has not been great. Scratch him. I don't really care. Well, I don't. About know, that him. really sucks because I like. Yeah, no. Prince Fielder's been fun. He's a guy who's good fun for to baseball. watch. And, and he had so many great years. Yeah, that, that and he was really good. It, when he was good, he was right. really really. But then good. since his first next injury, he just hasn't been the same guy. Sure, and, sure. Nobody debates but, that. But 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 I'm bummed. I really am. Like that was a genuine response for me. Like I'm bummed for Prince Fielder. Because I think he's been one of the good guys in baseball. I think he's been a guy right. to root for. There's, there's been no allegations right. for him. And so I, it just bums me out. Yeah. It really does just bum me out that a guy like that's not. You know, like Ryan Braun gets to keep playing. Right. And Prince Fielder doesn't. Right. But but to cheer you up, we get to see Teixeira well, that's true, and, right? and A-Rod go away. So I don't and know. Did you, did you see my column about Teixeira? I did see your comment okay. about Teixeira. Okay. Uh, you're a guy that, that, that says you're not a fan of uh, booing uh, well, no, no, Teixeira, it's right? Not, it's not that. Or, it's, or I, you were more on the side of it made sense. In 2016, look, I can't hate Mark Teixeira. Well, yeah, because we got Chris Davis. That's my... And, 
it worked out for who everybody. knows what would have happened. Yeah, this isn't this isn't me criticizing anybody for booing in two thousand nine. We, we weren't going to win the World Series in, in, in two thousand nine. Truth be told, like. I was kind of opposed to it. Like there was a little bit of me that was like, "Dude, really? Are we angry at the guy for taking thirty million dollars more to go to New York? Really?" But <laughs> I still understood that it was sort of like a civic release that day right. for us all to get together and and have a common enemy. And we were we were half booing Mark Teixeira, but we were also half booing Peter Angelos that day, right? Like, and it. Well, no, no, no. I don't see it that way. See, I see it as we're booing Teixeira because he grew up. Ten right. minutes from my right. home, right. 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 I get it, but I do that, think it was. I but think, but it's not where he grew up. It's the fact that he then goes there and says Don Mattingly was yes, my favorite. The player. Mattingly thing was over that. This and I referenced that in the column. The the thing, the only thing that still, I I think is reasonable to be bug irked by about Mark Teixeira was the Mattingly comment. It was unnecessary. It's frankly not true. Anybody that knows were, Mark were Teixeira, the, were the rumors true that he wanted to come back here? Yes, and play if he didn't, if he could true. still play baseball. If in one of two scenarios. He, if Chris Davis doesn't get re-signed by the Orioles, he was going to try to coordinate with the Yankees to trade him to Baltimore. Um, he wanted to come in his how, career in Baltimore. How do you think the fans would react to that? I think Ooh, that if... You've never seen that where you boo right, someone for, right, for seven years and then he goes right. on your team? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's sort of like Johnny Damon showing up in New York, right? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's goofy. It's definitely goofy. Um, I don't know how that would have gone. I think that if he showed up and he stunk, it would have been really bad. Right. It'd be, why couldn't you help us out when right. you were good? Um, You're just trying if, to clear your conscience. I think if he conscience. showed up and he could play, it well, would have yeah, been great. Yeah, right? Thanks like, for coming back. We happily embraced him. We would have really enjoyed that. Right. Take back my, the Matt and Lee comments. My issue is I just feel like in 2016, we all should be able to look at this reasonably as fans and say, this worked out for Teixeira. It did. He made a lot of money. In, in more than he deserved, right, based on the production that he actually gave. Um, he won a World Series. This worked out for him. Right. It worked out for the Yankees. They won a World Series. Yes, his lean years have come at a bad time, but, you know, they've made a lot of mistakes. It's not Mark Teixeira's fault. Right. You know what I mean? But they got a World Series title out of it, and he was brilliant the year that they won the World Series. His 2009 was – he finished second yeah. in MVP. He, he earned all the money they he gave him. He was – Phenomenal, and truth be told, the three years after that, he was pretty stinking good mm-hmm. too. Like it was. This is the first year he's not been. This good. is the first year he's been horrible. Right. You know, he's he was, obviously been on the decline sure. for a little while because of his body, but this was the first atrocious year. Um, and it really worked out for the Orioles. He wasn't going to win a World Series for us in 2009 when he was right. putting up brilliant numbers, and his decline started when we rose. when the Orioles started to rise. So it wouldn't have been a good match. Like the Orioles would have had this albatross now at first base, that's sucking up money. They wouldn't have traded for Chris Davis because why? What would they have done with Chris Davis right. if they had traded for him? So they would have they would have missed out on that. Who but, knows? But we did, did get to experience a little bit of that with Brian Roberts. We got to experience. But imagine if the you were dealing with both of them at the same time. That, right? I mean, like, they would have. It would have overlapped. In 2012, you would have been dealing with both yeah. like, Teixeira and Roberts at the same time. So, so for me, it's way more about. Yeah, you look back and it worked. In 2016, out. this is good for everybody. And truthfully, like, I'm kind of. He's a kid. He's not far from here, right? Like, no, he, you know, it's less than 10 minutes right. down the road. Um, he's a kid that grew up here. He was an Orioles fan growing up. Let me make this very clear. He was an Orioles fan. Grow- Ask anybody who knows him. Right. He was an Orioles fan growing up. He he likes this place. He's Whether we want to admit it or not, he's one of us. I kind of want to be happy for the guy. I really do. I want to say, you know, good on you for having a heck of a career. 
He's been a gentleman. He's I, been a super nice exactly. guy. Exactly. I'd love for him to come back to Savannah Park. Right. I'd love for and, him. I hope that he cares about this area in right. his post-playing career. I just can't hate the guy the way that so many Orioles fans do. I can't. I can't do it. Now, if you do, right, like, I would encourage you to not. But if you do, that's that's your – you have every right to hate whoever you want to hate. Right. I can't join you there. I no. can't join you in hating. Now, you want to have a conversation about Alex Rodriguez? Well, and, that, and that's, that's not exactly yeah. the direction I wanted to go to because, yeah, I don't – the guy retires, great. I have no hatred towards him. Yeah. Where A-Rod, I'll continue to hate. Right. But uh, You know who else? But I, I despise David Ortiz. I do, too. It, it sickens I do too. me, I this will, thing that we're doing It doesn't matter what Ortiz, Ortiz does yeah. after this. Um, but what I want, and I forgot about Ortiz on the list, too, because what I wanted to talk about was what it is fun, and it's fun to boo Teixeira because it's fun to boo villains. And and now that we've got Teixeira <sighs> right. and A-Rod oh, and Ortiz going, and Batista's having a down here in Toronto, which means they're probably going to move him. Who's the guy? Well, I mean, if Who's, Batista ends up somewhere that he plays the Orioles, he's 1A. Right. Batista's right. 1A. But let's say Batista ends up in the National League. Who's, who's, the, who's the guy? Who's the villain? That's a question. I, I, I don't know who the villain really is. Really good question. I was thinking about it today. Can we like force it on Donaldson on behalf of like the Manny yeah. versus Donaldson and that's debate? The first like, one that this came. is just is, the guy. It's going to have to be Donaldson. It's got to be Donaldson. Unless something happens in this postseason. What if Dexter Fowler signed with an American League team next year? Because he only signed a one-year deal in Chicago, right? He Guess who needs an outfielder? The Yankees. He could be, in, he could be here. Oh, boy. That is a great point. We do really we need a right fielder next outfielder. season, don't we? Wait, what if we become the enemy to like, the rest of the league? Well, I'm good with that. that well, no, that's, that's, yeah, right? that's like, You want to be the enemy. Yeah, you, you want to yeah. be the enemy. But what if, what if Dexter Fowler signs in New York next year? Well, you got your answer. Then it's Dexter Fowler. They got money to spend, yeah. right? Yeah, then like, it's Dexter Fowler. You'll have your guy. But, It'll definitely be Dexter <laughs> Fowler. I mean, this city will, we yeah. will come out in yeah. droves. It, it would Dexter be Fowler. Fowler and, right? then, but the, and that's the thing is, all of our villains are leaving this year. Who knows how next year's going to go? Is there, who's the most unlikable of the young Boston guys? Of the Betts, Bogarts, Bradley. See, I don't know. I like right. Like they all kind they're, of come off okay. as good baseball all, players. Right. None of them have pissed you off right. yet. Like none of them said anything that drive you crazy. Yeah. Like uh, one of them's going to right, like inevitably one of them's going to say something stupid, and you you can't have all three of these guys be in such a high profile place playing important games without one of them popping off and saying something about you know you can't I hate Camden Yards. I mean, yeah, the, I, I, the visit, there's a smell in the visiting. Club I guess out. when Ortiz leaves, someone has to talk into the microphone. Yeah, but definitely, I think that will one of those guys will ultimately end up being a heel, like the the. We're just not there yet because, you know, Ortiz is the guy, you know what I mean? But I guarantee one of those guys ends up becoming a heel. I guess so because it's the same with the Yankees right now. It's like, I don't know who's going to – and it's going to be some young guy. Well, you also can't name half of them Exactly, exactly. Like, with a gun to your head, you had to put the Yankees lineup together. You'd be like, Didi Gregorius. Right, um, and guess what? Starlin Castro, Brian McCann. Right, but you're naming guys who just play baseball and they right. don't like, have there's no reason. Out. Yeah, there's correct. no reason to hate these guys. Correct, no doubt, no doubt, man. I'm and we've you. had, and we're talking about three guys. You know, has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, right? Like, Wait, I, and I know that he's a guy yeah. that if he played for you, but, he'd be your favorite baseball player. Right, that's the thing. He's yeah. the hard worker. He's the Brian Roberts. Of, but that's kind of what pisses you off about him, right? Is you're just like everybody praises how he's the greatest thing ever, and you're like, oh, you know what? Shut up. It's no, just but that, Pedroia. That's the Ortiz argument. Yeah, it's true. Is, but, but, but Ortiz, why do you people love Ortiz? But you know he's a bad guy. You don't right. know that Pedroia is a bad true. guy. Pedroia yeah. might be like the nicest guy on the planet. I just, I think it's when they call him like Scrappy McScrapperson. I'm like, oh, for Christ, right. just, just stop it already. Come on, that 
Maybe I just hate everything related to Boston. Maybe I just have a Boston problem. <laughs> I mean, sure, there's some of that. Yeah, but, I uh, think it's what it's going to be. I think Pedroia could be a guy for me. I could find myself manufacturing well, a reason if, to Especially if he has a good season. If, if he plays yeah. well, then it's way easier to hate him. Yeah, right. I mean, the the guys that the the, the top four in in Oriole hatred of Ortiz, Batista, uh, A Rod, Teixeira, the reason those guys are are hated is also they're good. Oh yeah, no question. <laughs> right, you know, if they weren't good, we wouldn't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I would say I'm now rooting that if it's not the Orioles, like the Orioles can't, like Fowler couldn't come back here, right? Like there's gotta, it's gotta be too awkward. Think about it. You, you had mean, Peter Angelos. You had you had Adam Jones out there saying, he, I, he, I spoke to him. He's on the plane on right. his way. Can he really? Come? I don't know. Now I'm kind of rooting for him to sign in, the, in New York so I can hate him. You know what I mean? Like you almost can't hate a guy who plays for the Cubs because it's the Cubs, right? Like right. I gonna hate somebody who plays for the Cubs. You know what I mean? They're the team. If the Orioles don't win, they're the team that we all want to see win because. Well, they're the, they're the team we all want to see the Orioles beat. In well, that's the World true, Series. too. Yeah, I would like to see that. Mm. But um, if he showed up in New York next year, if Dexter Fowler went from spurning the Orioles to signing with the Yankees, yeah. he's definitely public enemy number one. Yeah. And he gives as us long a new... As, as long as he's playing decent baseball. Yeah, he's uh, a good know, player, though. So you, you, right. assume, you assume that he's going to be... I guess it's just when players come here that they start to suck. That's so true. He's been so good in Chicago. I know. God, I know. He's been so good. Ah! Drives me insane. He's been so freaking good. Well, what if Weeders goes to the Yankees? Oh, right. Weeders is going to be free agent, too. That's a good point. He's going to go somewhere. Yeah, but, I don't but he's not going to jump to your top of your people yeah, you cause hate. Yeah, because we, we really like that <laughs> Weeders so if, much, if, right? If he sits and, and puts on those pinstripes and says, this is what I wanted my whole life, I'm so glad yeah, to be out of Baltimore, yeah. he jumps to the top. Yeah, But, if but he he's just, not the type of guy that's going to do that. Like, I never hated Mike Messina. I never right. did. I couldn't do it. Like I was more frustrated that the Orioles didn't sign and him. That's what it was. It was yeah. frustrating that that he had to leave in order right. to win. So I couldn't bring myself to hate Messina. And so if Weeders, you know, if the Orioles don't even make him an offer, which the most likely scenario is the Orioles will try the qualifying offer thing again, and this time Weeders will say. Although I mean, really, if you're Weeders, is it a bad idea to take the qualifying offer? No, again? it worked out well. Now it's, yeah, right? it's, it's, it might not be the worst idea for him to take. It's gonna it be again. a little more money next year. The Orioles might have to think about not making the qualifying offer next. They might have right. to think about saying, dude, we just got to let him walk this time. Um, but if let's just say, you know, he declines the qualifying offer, says I need to go get a contract this time, and ends up signing in New York, can you really be mad at a guy that didn't even have a contract offer on the table from the Orioles, right? Like, No, and a guy who haven't we kind of talked ourselves in over the years that Weeders was going to leave We're kind of all surprised he's stuck around this year. Well, he's going to make us mad. We're all good with it now because we're convincing ourselves you, you don't sign Matt Weeders because you have to put that money towards Machado. Yeah, but it's going to piss us off when the money doesn't go to Machado. But but all right, so you if the Orioles do not sign Machado, we don't all get mad at Machado. We all get mad at the Orioles. The Orioles to some extent. I mean, if the guy signs a five hundred million dollar contract with the Yankees, he's right. going to make himself a villain no matter. If you make sure. five hundred million dollars, yes. you're a villain. Yes, now. yes, like, yes. It's just the way it goes in baseball. You'll still have guys that boo him. Yeah, when he leaves, he makes five hundred million dollars because he didn't take the hometown discount. Right, right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take half that to stay in Baltimore? But there, but there is always something about. What's the difference that you can do with five hundred million that you couldn't do Dude, with four hundred really, million? I don't know if you heard my. I was really like I. I love Buck. You know that. Like I right. love Buck. But when he said that about Chris Davis, when he was like, "Hey, Chris, you know, walk into a Target, you can buy anything you want, right?" right? Like, okay, I don't want to shop at Target. Like, Buck, I love you. Who are you to call? Are you working for free? You know what I mean? Like, did you go in this year to the Orioles and say, "Guys, you know what? I'll just do this for half a mil this year. That's all I need." Like, I was really kind of disappointed with Buck. 
getting involved with players and their money. Like that, yeah, that's I, not your place, man. It's not his place. But I think I don't know. I in baseball we don't see it. I think in football we see a lot of money blown, and uh, and a lot of players that say yeah make may, bad, maybe right. you would have been a better person if yeah. you didn't make as much money well that's the Trent Richardson story right, right. did you watch the the East I, I have not seen Richardson? it I, I saw some some it was really good I it. mean it was really good now I didn't come away sympathetic to Trent Richardson but I came away empathetic to right. Trent Richardson right like I can see how a guy that had nothing growing up and whose family was always around him right because he would, was, right he said he got so many demands and then he right. was paying for his family and everything right. but and that was a I, my family's always been here. Like, my mom always took people in growing up. We didn't have anything, but yet she would take more right. kids from the neighborhood in. So, like, all I've ever known is taking people in. All I've ever known is trying to be more giving right. of what I have. So, when I got all this money, that's all I could think to do was to be giving with it. And then I had people take advantage yeah. of me. Like, well, yeah, that's that's on you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... But but I don't know the answer because you give me $100 million. You're going to want to take care of... I'm going to give money away. I don't yeah, know what I'm doing. You're going to want to do that. I don't right. know how to handle that. Right, right. And it's fleeting. You know what I mean? Like, if it's just one $100 million, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's going to end like, at some point. It's yeah, like $100 can, million dollars right. a year. And it's... Yeah, I can buy everything in Target now, but... All, now the, all my friends are telling me to go to this other store. Correct. Not Target. Correct. And Correct. No offense to Target. Target's right. fine, but like, you know, there's, and, there's better stuff other places. Right. And because I've got so much money, I don't think about it. I didn't know I spent 500 bucks on a t-shirt. Right. And, you right. know, it's right. like. It just didn't come off that. Like, I just got a t-shirt. Yeah. Right. I don't. No, I, that's, that's where I'm at. And so I was, it's, it's the only time I was really bothered by anything the Buck said. Like, it really bothered me because I was like, dude, you know, like, really? Could you imagine someone coming in and doing that to you? Like, when you're trying to get a contract? Like, fuck, why wouldn't you just work for $200,000 a year? That's more money than right. you need. You don't need more than $200,000 a year. Could you imagine somebody saying that to you? Like, these guys are going to get their money, and I ba- – baseball players getting their money will never bother me. I will never sit here and say, you should take less, because I never would. There's never a time – like, I, I say that. I and, have. And because the And because – they're they're making the money, and yeah, they're making way more than us. But it's because we're all paying it. The owners aren't losing money. No. It's not like it's not like yeah, they're fine. We're all fine. Everyone's yeah. fine. So let them make. So their they're going to make as much money yeah. as they possibly want to make. I love that, that. Right. That's that's not. I, I don't understand why that makes why we try to make them seem like bad guys for that. Why is Chris Davis a bad guy for wanting every penny that he could possibly get the one time he's going to have an opportunity in his life to make this kind of money? Right. That's How what, is Chris Davis a bad guy in any way for trying to do that? Right. You would do the exact same thing. That's what I want in my job. I want to make as much money as I can. And in order to do that, if you have to go to another company, right? If you have to go to your competitor because they're going to offer you more, that every time, whatever the offer is from your own company, as much as you might like them, the other company says, but we're going to offer you more. Right. We don't care what their offer is. We're offering you more. You're going to go there because you're not dumb. Because you, you can't. It, and ah, ah, it drives me crazy. And so I guess I'm really frustrated because I'm starting to come around on the man he's not going to be here thing. Like I was Oh, really, I think I think Manny stays. I've been I'm very on the Manny stays I, side. I've gone through all of the the emotions here, right? Like I was convinced it'll never happen. And then there was enough positivity, right, about it that I was like like even at the All-Star break, the Jim Bowden stuff. I'm like, well, if Manny put a figure in front of him, like he clearly wants to be here. He's staying yeah. here. But the more I talk to people, the more – it before the season, I thought there was a chance he could say, Manning, 10 years, $300 million, take it or leave it. And he might say, three years away from free agency, you know what? You're right. I'll, I'll t- 10 years, $300 million. Now I don't have to worry about getting hurt over the course of the next three years. It's probably on the short end of what I could actually get, but 
buys out a few years of arbitration, I'll take your 10 years and $300 million. Today, that's over. You think there's any chance they can uh, re-sign him this offseason? Sign, sign his extension this offseason? The, the Orioles, right now, they're not going to do anything because they never do. They never they can, they, but I think as of today, there's no chance the number is less than 375. Right, right, because he's, he's working up to be the first $400 million well, guy. I, I think that he's a shoe-in it's, yeah, it's him, it's him right or Bryce. Now. I think the question really is, is he— are the numbers going to get so insane that if he gets to free agency, it's more like 450, right? right? Like, I think that's what we're trying to figure out right now. And, and the people that are smarter than me are convinced that right now, the way the numbers are going and knowing who's going to have money, the practical value for Manny is more like 450 on the open market, <laughs> right? So the question becomes, are you willing to go the 375 and hope that because he's still two years out, he'll say the, 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 the risk of injury over the next two years is worth it for me to potentially give up $75 million. That I'll roll the dice that I might be giving up $75 million to stay in a place where I'm comfortable and not have to worry about getting hurt over the next two years. I don't think he's given up $100 million to do that. I think the most you can get a guy to give up is, is I think 375 is the lowest number that you could possibly get him to sign for. So I think I don't, th- I don't know. You win the World Series, you go yeah, present I mean, them. Right. Yeah, I mean, that would mood. help. Yeah. You, I mean, that would help. I don't doubt that. That would help. And, and maybe you, get you, tell, you can get the extra money out of Peter Angelos. You get him happy right, to be in Baltimore. Yeah, he made a bunch of money you, off of You parade, win the World right. Series, you can get this extension I, done. Okay, you may be right about that. You, so go win the World Series. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's easy to say, right? Now that we said it, yep. it's done, right? Um, that's my gut right now, is if you'll, if you'll go 375, I think you could get him to bite. I think you could get him to say, you know what? Yep, let's do it. But I think if you come back with 300, 325, you might run the risk of alienating him to the point where he says, nope, I'm going to free agency. Now. Right, if you lowball him. I think if you do that, the, the, in which you think, again, that's more than twice what you've ever given to a baseball player. If you go 350, if, or 325, let's say, 325 is more than twice what you've given to a baseball player. To you, that's an exorbitant right. amount sure. of money. But that could be enough of a slap in the face to Manny Machado for him to say, guys. Or for him to, to pull the, the tucker and say, here's my deadline. Right. right. Give me this a real deal it. by this then, we're just, or we're I'll just, just play my last agency. season it's, and enjoy that's it. The, that's the way it goes. Um, I, I, I really think that we are not, we're just not practical about what the actual value is of Manny Machado on a free agent market. I just think that we're not wanting to accept that for any number of reasons. One, because no baseball player has gotten that amount right. of money, right? And two, because we want to believe that things like the knee injury should make it a little bit different for Manny Machado, right? Like, right, but but a few years ago when Mike Trout signed his record-breaking mm-hmm. deal, none of us were shocked by it. No. We no. all said, yeah, that, that sounds about right yeah. for Mike yeah, Trout. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if you want to say, well, Harper's if, – if Manny Machado is 400, then Harper's 500. Well, Harper might be 500. I mean – Again, it's totally plausible that that Harper could be a five hundred million dollar player because he's that valuable. Because he's uh, Bryce Harper in New York would be a a superstar. Right. It would be a media yes. star. Um, do you think Masson? They got to work this out. Do you think that think a big, there's a I big hesitation a big, of knowing how much issue. money we actually have? Right. I mean, I think it's a big issue. I, I don't think you can ignore it. If ultimately this ends with you losing the Nationals' TV rights, right? right. But there's so many ways that this can end. 
You know what I mean? Right now, it looks good for the Oilers because they won the last couple of court uh, yeah. injunctions. But right. those are just injunctions. That's right. not a ruling in any way. It's just an injunction. Right, and that's the thing. we got to get this thing settled. You, you really don't. You still don't know how this thing is going to play out. I still think the Orioles will be taken care of, or particularly Peter Angelos will be taken care of. I think the bigger problem is for the next owner of the Orioles. I think th- that Major League Baseball... Right, because even if Peter Angelos keeps the rights, they're, they're not going to pass on. Right. I think that where we are right now is that if the... Let's just say that... And, and I think most people like John. I think John's a favorable um, personality yeah. now in He's, Baltimore. He spoke out really well after the riots last year. Yeah, I think John's handled so, himself yeah. pretty appropriately. I like, I really do like John. Um, and, and I think Lou has tried to kind of show his face a little bit more and, and be involved, but I still think we don't really know. No, I don't really know. Do I've, heard, I've seen media. John speak out a bunch. So um, let's just say that they think that they can inherit the Orioles, that they, they, they'll take on the taxes, they're willing to, to right. go. Now, I don't know that, that they can. I don't know if they have the money to do it. But let's just say that that's the way they want to go. I don't think Major League Baseball feels in any way inclined to do any favors for, for John or Lou Angelos. Look, they don't really feel inclined to do yeah. Peter any favors right now, but there's a piece of paper that they agreed to yeah. once with him that says they have to. Right, because they're back, back 10 years ago, they right. needed they, they, they were they in a desperate them. situation, and they had to negotiate yeah. with him. And, and that's why nobody's – look, for as much as we – a lot of us don't like Peter Angelos in this city – I think even the people that don't like Peter Angelos have had to sit back and say, well, we're not – you can't argue with him here. Right. You moved the team into his backyard. You had to give up concessions. These are the concessions that you gave up, and, and he deserved that. I mean, like, he owned the rights to the DC yep. market, and you wanted to take that away from him. You had to give him something in order to do that. It, it's That's just – you don't need to know law to be able to figure that out. It all makes sense. So, um, yeah, I I think that ultimately the next owner of the Orioles, whoever that is, whether it's you know the next Angelos or whether it's that they sell the team, right? If it moves families, it's I think it, they've got a bigger good. problem. Yeah. I think that owner has a has a real issue on their hands about what the true Com- value of this right. baseball team is because you're suddenly now a small market team Correct. with a small market. Correct. Television. And it doesn't matter to Peter Angelos because he was guaranteed a, a value for right. his team, right? Like, he's guaranteed what – he's not losing anything in this process. Right. But the next owner could be paying Confederate money for a franchise. They could be paying a value for a franchise that's simply not going to well, be because, what they inherit. Right, because 15 years ago, this was a – A major market. Ma- major right, market. Because, because you had we two went, markets. Right. There's the reason you can – And because, s- really, the Orioles were not just the closest team in Washington. They were a, a – Washington treated the Orioles like one of their teams. It, I mean, right. I don't think people fully understand we if, you, ha- if you weren't there. The, like, Kyle Ripken's a god in D.C. Right. Kyle yeah. Ripken is a beloved figure right. in Washington, D.C. Um, right. There's a reason the owner, the their ownership group keeps bringing Cal in. Yes. And yes. And keeps talking He's to Cal. He's a beloved figure there because the Orioles were treated, again, maybe not like the same way that they treat the, the Redskins, but they... They were treated like a a Washington yeah. professional team right. in that city. You lost a lot when you lost Washington. There's just no argument about that. So if the next owner, ultimately the way this ends is they say, we're still going to give you a little bit, but right. the majority of the rights are going to transfer the Nationals, which probably means Masson comes to an end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and now you maybe you sell it to Comcast, right, and say – you know, you can probably right. make and again, right. We we go back to the to HTS or something. Right. One, you, can, you can almost certainly make good money selling your TV rights. Hey, at least I'll know what channel the Oriole game's on. Don't have know, to flip between two. The well, problem is you probably still have the same situation, right? Like Comcast would probably try to bid yeah, the Nationals rights bid. as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but they need something for the summer. Obviously, they have but, no programming in the right. summer. But you know what? They'd at least would fix it and make it make it a uh, a Comcast Washington and Comcast Baltimore. Oh yeah, they probably instead would of this do that. one and yeah, two crap that Baltimore that Mass is doing. I have no clue why we don't have a yeah, a that's ma- dumb. A You're right. Baltimore Mass. Well, they don't have enough programming. Well, no, they've. It's ridiculous their daytime programming. It's so bad. It's and they bad. don't even try. And they're owned by the Orioles, which means they have, they have every content, single right. Oriole game yeah, ever. They have and there's been some amazing games well, that we would watch over and content. over again. You can make more you can, you can like, You can do a stupid show like this or like Glenn Clark Radio. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, the Nationals will probably be rolled into CSN because that's where the Capitals are broadcast from. Well, yeah. I mean, but right. it's, it's, it's more... There have been a lot of reports that CSN is very interested. There's also been reports that Fox is interested in just taking Masson off the Orioles' hands. That that Fox Sports Mid-Atlantic is yeah. something that they're interested in. They want to create a, a regional uh, network in our area, which I think would be good for competition's sake. Yes. You know what I mean? I always think competition is a good thing, so I would prefer that to just CSN kind of becoming a conglomerate, right? Like having the rights to everything. I don't think that helps anybody. I think it's always good to have competition. Um, but whatever it is... You're still going to stand to make good money off your TV rights because local TV right. rights in baseball right now are but, very But you're only going to make them off your team. Correct. Instead of now you're getting them both. Correct. And no matter what, the next owner of the Orioles will be allowed to have their games air in D.C., and that is valuable. Yes. The, the, I, one thing that Major League Baseball will never do is say you, you can only have the – like in most markets, you can only get one game. If right. you If you live in Phoenix, there's no – you get the Diamondbacks game, but also the Padres. Maybe there's some San Diego. Well, it's people like nearby. it's like it's like football. Football yeah, in Baltimore, yeah. you don't always get the Redskins. Right. right, I, right. I love living here because I have all the Baltimore and DC stations. Right. So I get both. But oh, you that's don't, a good point. You yeah. don't always get that. Well, that but the idea being, this is a unique situation where right. they they said no matter what, the Orioles will always be allowed to be shown in DC, which is important because then you can sell DC when you sell your advertising. Right, yes. and yep. that that is that does matter. That I don't helps, think people yeah. fully understand that, but that really matters. Even if you're not the primary team in DC, you're going in with a pr- prospective audience far bigger than if you were only allowed to sell Baltimore. Right? If you were only where I live is nowhere near DC. Right? Like right. you live in Anne Arundel County, but I live right. in Northern Baltimore County. In fact, there's an argument that if there's a second team that I should be getting, it's maybe the Phillies instead of the, the Nationals. But the Nationals will always be allowed to have Baltimore. The Orioles will always be allowed to have DC. It's just that the Orioles won't always be allowed to have the Nationals TV rights, and that's I wonder pretty significant. Yeah, I wonder how that works. How meant how well the Nats do in TV ratings up in North Baltimore? How that how how well they do in Baltimore I, County? I no, no, no one, right? no one, no yeah. one in Baltimore County is a Nats fans. Well, where, but, you know, the argument would be if it, they play the Cubs that night, right? The, you know, well, would you watch for, just for the sake of exactly. watching? You know, good that's, baseball. That's the cool part is that we get. Baseball, right, right. Where, you get to see if you want. Where the reason for it to always be in Washington is a lot of those people grew up as Orioles, Orioles fans. fans. Correct. Yeah, yeah. There's Washington is still a significant Orioles market. It's not fifty fifty. Let's no. not. And you go out every Nats fan. What's your second team? Orioles. Typically, yeah. Typically they are because now and again as as that generation dies off, you know what I mean. Like there'll be less of that. Right. Right now we're still only ten years removed from a lot of these people being primary right, Orioles. Right. Fans. No one has really grown up yet as with all just Nats the nationals fans. right yeah that generation is they're is just in middle school you know yeah, what i mean I guess or, they're or just starting to become right diehard baseball fans correct correct so it's just not Which, there yet right all right well we got to close up because oh, i right. think i mean we're going on we're almost on two hours we're catching oh, up serious? we're catching up on like glenn clark radio <laughs> so and i gotta get on a plane tomorrow i'm going to uh 
Oh, you're, you're congratulations f- to Michael Phelps. Yeah, Jacob Brock uh, commented in this thing that he actually won gold. Good for Michael Phelps. Uh, you know what? He's another hey, one the, that I've the, really... the cupping works. I have... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can go in, right? Um, I've also really come around on Michael Phelps as I've... Uh, like. I think we all went through like the kind of, oh, that kid's a punk, you know what I mean, thing. But well, you, all right, I, I, I've been the biggest Michael Phelps hater because he, he has. He's been a punk and kind of lived his life with, mm-hmm. I do whatever I want. I go get these DUIs. Yeah, I smoke. yeah, yeah. But the stories this year that he's been telling in the past year kind of preparing for the Olympics about turning his life around, getting married, having a kid, yeah. all this, yeah. where it's like, okay, now I kind of like you. Yeah. I don't want to like you. Yeah, yeah. No, I've come around to like Michael you. Phelps a lot. I've, yeah. I'm appreciative of it. I'm, I think that in a lot of ways he represents Baltimore better than someone who didn't go through a lot of those things, right? Like, yeah. Our city's got a lot of well, warts, man. We got a lot of warts. And that's what I'm excited about is I think Michael Phelps could make a huge impact on this city. Yeah, I hope. When I he hope comes back. Yeah. If he comes back and focuses on yeah. the city and – and it's and, tough because I know he likes Arizona a lot, you know. I mean, what's not right. to like? Right? No, I mean, it's exactly. a great place. But I hope that there's a commitment to caring, even if he's not here. Right. To caring about being here, he's clearly his family staying here. His sisters are in the mm-hmm. area. His mother's in the area. Um, I hope that there's a real commitment to caring about our area because I I agree right. with you. I think he can make a real. Well, we we see some. We see the Orioles and the Ravens going to helping up mission yep and yep. and they're making a uh chris davis is really involved over yeah, there no doubt and jeremy guthrie's still involved right exactly and brian roberts and, is still involved yeah but it would be amazing to see a guy like michael phelps who yeah. went through almost yeah. right exactly what all those guys right. yeah, are going yeah, through no doubt where there are huge men's addiction helps uh group and it he could come and be very powerful. really relate be very and be really powerful, powerful. Yeah, so i hope we so. see something well, like, I'm that. Ha- like again i'm i'm happy for him i'm glad that he's, he's ending his career seemingly in a good place and and, and I, he's got a shot for 25 that's crazy isn't it that's crazy it's yeah. it's, that's it's crazy. more than most countries <laughs> right right it's good more than most countries ever yeah no doubt all right no doubt. Noah, let's go to you you got some uh Put on your music for you. You got Thanks. some some notes from the show today? Yes, yeah, so I found out that the CFL is a summer league that actually runs November when it culminates in the Grey Cup. Oh, that's true. The Grey Cup. The gra- do you remember when the when the Baltimore? Team, you don't remember because you're not old enough. Do you remember when the Baltimore? Do you remember when they were in the Grey Cup? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, it was okay, right. I didn't think you'd, Well, remember? yeah, because was, I finally had football to cheer well, for. Well, dude, it was, oh, my God. Just the br- Stallions just bringing were. bringing the Stallions to to Baltimore. It was to, so great. It was such a happy two years of my yeah. life. Like, I, it's something the kids will never be able to I understand. I, I've, got a, I've got a hat over there because it was. It was the greatest thing. It was. Because my entire childhood, I was told, you're not allowed to root for the Redskins. Yep. Oh, I don't have football. My father would awkwardly root for the Colts, right? Like, and it really made me sick. Oh, see, I, I was raised to hate the Colts, see, hate like, the Redskins. See, but he, my father's problem was I can't root against the helmet, right? That was his yeah, deal. I've like, heard that argument. I can't root yeah. against the helmet was always what my father would say. So when the Stallion showed up, it was like, football? This football's awesome. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And you know what? Some of these weird rules are kind of cool. Yeah, they were goofy. You had to figure out the rules. Right. You had to figure out whether or not a guy should come out of the end zone or just take the point. And, right? then, we, and, like, then, and then we got a new team name every year. That's true. They had Because we started with names. the Colts. Yeah. Then we were like. The, they were just the Baltimore CFLers. The, right. The, the and CFL the Baltimore Colts. football club for a little while. Yeah, they didn't the, even have a name. Right. The, like, right. Just We had the horse logo, but no well, name. Remember Cunningham would like start. He's like, the Baltimore CFL. And that he'd just stop. And then everybody else in the crowd would yell out, yeah. Colts. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was the way that it would go. It was fun. It, dude, it was some of my favorite memories of my childhood. But I remember the first year they played in the Grey Cup, it was indoors. 
that's when they lost. Right. The second one they won, it was like five degrees outside. And it was in November in Regina, Saskatchewan, I right, think. Right, because the games are always played at this. I believe, isn't the Grey Cup the one that they played they always play in the, the same, same place? place? Maybe they do. Maybe they do. It was... It was it was not even Thanksgiving yet, and it was like n- negative wind chills because it's Canada. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's absurd there. So I do vaguely remember that. No, the, 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 the stallions are something that yeah, like your your generation oh, will n- not understand. So they it. did a, a reunion last year. It was like the twenty year anniversary of them winning the Grey Cup. So they brought they did an event at Towson, and they brought like a lot of players back. And Mike Gaffigan, who's now with um, I think Catholic Charities, but he okay. ran PR at uh, uh, Pimlico at Preakness. All right. For years, and is one of like Mike Gaffigan is just one of the the best people that has ever worked in this business. He's like one of I, I I owe a lot to Mike Gaffigan. I've learned a lot about how you're supposed to go about doing business because of Mike Gaffigan. But Mike was the Stallions PR director. Okay, and so Mike, we and I, he reached out and he brought like he came in and sat in studio with me one day last year, and we brought on Tracy Ham and we brought on. Uh, Alfred Payton. Oh, we, right. it, it why, was, why not remember those years? Was, that was really fun. Because for people like you that understand it, like it is a special. Right memory that people our age hold and somehow somehow that team came in and then we all embraced them Dude, the, immediately the, the game sold right there were 30,000 people to right. 40, at every but game. we were so desperate like the ravens when they came yeah it was a build-up for, for you to really yeah, buy it's a reach in. to say a lot of people try to tell you without the stallions there never are a ravens like that right because we proved that we could support a football really team. true like the model thing no it was, was already in motion and, before and we were being screwed around with the nfl yeah, right? for like other the nfl reasons. was clearly considering us well before right. but you know like did it did it change like did that teach a new generation about the rabid nature of football that like led to what the ravens right. have become yeah i think yeah. there's some parallel there man i love i love they were two really great years yeah. in my life. That's the funny thing is that they were that that it was two years. Yeah, that's it. it. It was it was two it's years. A blip on the radar. You right. know what I mean? Like it was right. nothing. But yet, I just I'm so fond of those two years. Like they mean so well, yeah, much to because me. we got a team, and then they were the best team in right, the league. Right. Like, that the never happened. Awesome. We got no the doubt. Ravens. They sucked for many <laughs> right. years. <laughs> right. They they couldn't stop anyone defensively right. for the first five years. Like it's so it's so funny with like another <laughs> thing that like probably a guy like you does not realize is like. For for an organization that's known like defense, 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 for the first four or five years, it wasn't just they had a bad defense. It was the most atrocious thing you would ever see in your life. They had leads of like 28 nothing at the half that they blew in the second half because the defense was so god-awful for the first few years of their existence. Like, unthinkably bad. There you go. <laughs> Never know, right? You got anything else over there? Yes, yeah, so I actually found out the catcher for uh, the Norfolk Tides is Audrey Perez. Audrey Perez. Oh, Audrey. That. Thank you. So I think you had that. It was one of the guesses. Yeah, I think I had I about think five. At some point, yeah, I think yeah, Audrey I Perez Aubrey, came out. Audrey, 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 Audrey. Yeah, I think I, I literally named them all just to cover my bases. And the current head coach of the Nebraska basketball team is Tim Miles. <laughs> Can you name a player? <laughs> no. Yeah, right? I only know one. Eric Pyatkowski used to play for Nebraska, and I only know that because he played for the Phoenix Suns when I was covering them out there. And, um, like, randomly, Nebraska football was a big deal in Arizona. Like, that's where if you're from the Midwest, like your Florida is Arizona. It's like the way the old people okay, in the East Coast right. retired to Florida. Right. Old people in the Midwest retired to Arizona. So like there's these huge pockets of Cubs fans 
in Phoenix because like people from Illinois retire to Arizona, people from Nebraska right. retire to Arizona. So like Nebraska football, you go into a bar on a Saturday in Phoenix, and there'd just be like this big old crowd of Nebraska fans there. And I remember I randomly walked into like a bar one day, and here's Eric Pyatkowski, a shooting guard for the Suns, just like sitting there. And I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, dude, I'm watching a Nebraska game. I'm like, all right, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like. It's cool, I guess. And so it's the only player I could possibly name in Nebraska history. Is here, Pike Kalsen. Pike, they call him. I think that's also a, a yep. racial slur. So I'm not, so, I'm not sure. I think that like you're not supposed to call call a Polish person Pike. I don't think so. But, but I think you do in basketball. I think that's like a. Oh, common you're right. Basketball. That's an Irish thing. But that's not that's not Polish. I, don't know. I think it's an Irish thing. Uh, I definitely don't think you're supposed to say that. <laughs> All right. Well, Glenn, thanks for coming in and then joining me us and hanging out love you guys you um, guys have uh, supported me and been good to me and i have uh, appreciated that a great deal um you've uh, personally invited me out to baseball games been, and and I've, i'm happy to come in yeah, this man. and look at that the royal game's about to start yeah right it times out perfectly yeah i get to see way mildly pitch yeah, hopefully he's better than the last time and hey ravens preseason in two days and we spent more time today talking about the stallions than I the ravens will, i will pass i'm this is not even a joke no I it's will not watch. I'm going to Myrtle Beach. Oh yeah, so you no I, need. I do not have to watch a snap. Right. Of that game on Thursday night, and you have no idea how happy that makes me. Which means there's a guarantee I will not watch a snap of two preseason games because oh, you yes. know damn well you're not watching a snap of the fourth one. Yeah, I'm going to Matt's house for dinner on Thursday night. It'll, I know we'll be. I know we'll have the Oriole game on if they play an early game. an afternoon game, right? But the question is, I don't know if we turn on the Ravens game because it's all young guys. Who, right, exactly. I don't even know if he's no, playing. No, he's not playing. Yeah, don't you don't put playing. anyone. You, if you put it, you don't. Joe Flacco's definitely No, playing. Joe Flacco's oh, not playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not playing anybody. I mean, like, Suggs and Smith haven't even practiced yeah. yet. What is the, why would you ever watch this game? It's so, it's Ryan so Stanley's not playing. Right. There's right. nothing to watch. It's atrocious. It's not going to. Yeah, it's not going to help your fantasy football by watching this game. <laughs> right. There's if really, you watch the second or third game, I get it. And if you're just a season right. ticket holder, so, like. I, you got tickets. You know, I'm just going to go. You had to pay. Going. You had to buy. Right. It. Yeah. You can't give them right away. Out. Nobody wants them. Like I'm not knocking you for that. I just don't know why a, a right. Right. There's the, Olympics on Thursday night. You know, like watch some of right. that. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more stuff to do than that. Yeah. Never said I was going to watch it. <laughs> it sounded yeah. like it. And Get your act together. Right. Or watch Hard Knocks. Watch the Rams. I think that that starts like today or tomorrow. I think. So that that's the little bit of football I will watch this week, and maybe a little ballers. I don't watch ballers. It's, it's, it's okay. No. It's it's entourage. I do like the rock. So it's entourage with the rock. That so it's sound okay. like a terrible premise. No, it's yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, right. it's it's okay. It's thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah. If it was an hour, I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Thirty minutes, I can handle once a week. So, um, uh, GlennClarkRadio.com. Yeah, GlennClarkRadio.com. At GlennClarkRadio. Yeah, you go, on what, you're ten to twelve, right? Yep, ten to yeah, twelve. Yeah, twelve thirty or whenever I feel like finishing. Yeah, I'll catch like 15, 20 minutes live. But what I do every day is I I, I subscribe to the podcast. And you are you are fast. I'm amazed how fast it comes I try, out. We try our best. Unfortunately, like it's generally days. it's like by one o'clock it pops yeah, up. Yeah, it should be that way. And I'm like, hey, this is great. I can listen to it for yeah. the rest of my work day. Sometimes people listen down on SoundCloud. We have some issues with that. But like, if you're subscribed on yeah, iTunes, I just subscribe. Yep, works great. You should be good. Yep, absolutely. All right, thank Appreciate you. It, buddy. Thank you for joining us. Next week we'll have Matt and Furt back uh, for this episode 176. We've done a bunch of these. So, all right, and. In that case, go Orioles. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24-7 Networks.
Find oh, yeah. Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com. Oh, yeah.